quite a lot occurred in our last session. For one, it turns out that the haunt of the HMS Queen Marie was just a child no older than 10 years old. Azazel's little brother, astonishingly enough, well, no, not astonishing. I was wondering why I had seen Ozzy sneak around. Thought it was rather odd, but it's not like I'm one to judge another sleep schedule. I don't know why Azazel went through the effort of hiding Little Wolf on board, wanted or not. I mean, if the beast will accept me, he'll accept just about anyone. During our travels closer to Halcyon, we were bombarded by one of the Northern Sea's infamous storms. Although we survived its onslaught, a few of our crew were injured in the process. No one had died, although we had a few close calls, such as the newly dubbed Peg Leg Jim. I might need to find a different means of keeping myself occupied. That not ended up being a terrible idea. As for the doctor on our ship, he's an untrustworthy hack. Call it what you want, but him ignoring an option for an otherwise dying man is just plain idiotic. So much so that I decided to take matters in my own hands and, what do you know, it actually worked no thanks to him. The HMS Queen Marie, as suggested by the Rambler, took advantage of the storm and preyed upon a vulnerable ship by the name of the HMS Beagle, a South Sea Trading Company vessel. What we discovered within was a skeleton crew and a Captain Raven mad from a cursed object, most likely Leviathan in nature, a dodecahedron of some sorts. Poor Ozzy was attacked by one of those affected by it and now soaked in the dead man's blood. I wanted to help. Prestidigitation was on the tip of my tongue, but Slim was right there and I prefer keeping my head, thank you very much. As a retrieval crew became preoccupied with the search for supplies within the hold, I used the opportunity to check in with my patron via a hand mirror. According to him, well, this is important. Be it the object we now possess or the events following, I cannot say. I wasted no time claiming a spot in its research, agreeing with a deal I had no intention to completely uphold. Unbeknownst to Ramble, my fingers were crossed behind my back. This surely cancels my promise of complete truth about my magic out. I'm willing to become tentative allies with him, but I'm unwilling to pull my heart out for him, so to speak. But our fragile alliance will be useful, and, like me, he seeks answers for what we had found, an object Azazel appears to be very familiar with. The camera pans up from the rolling clouds of the sky ocean, and we see the HMS Queen Marie rocking gently on the waves moored next to the HMS Beagle, and the crew is currently carrying along large barrels over the gangplank. One in particular the captain is very interested as they drag it onto the ship, and along with uh, the rest of the party... The crew leaves the beagle, cuts the ropes tying them to the hull, and begins to sail away towards the general location of Port Royal and the Halcyon Sea. As they're leaving, the uh, the captain kind of like right away pulls out a dagger and pries open the top of the barrel of gold y'all found. His eyes kind of glisten when he looks inside, and he looks up at the crew and says, Well... We got something out of it, and orders the uh, barrel dragged into his quarters so that the gold may be counted in the near future. Meanwhile, he asks the party 
as well as a few other crew members to meet him on the quarterdeck for a special meeting. And he asks Slim to bring the object he found. So we cut to the quarterdeck. The ship is rocking gently. There is the sounds of bird call in the background. Slim, do you produce the mysterious dodecahedron? I just wanted to clarify one thing because I didn't remember because it was three weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, no, that's right. No, never mind. I, I, for some reason in my mind, I thought I kept it hidden, but no, everyone else saw that I had it. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, I bring it. The camera kind of cuts to the party, the beast, Lucinia, who has Little Wolf with her, all kind of gathered around this weird metal object that's just sitting on the deck in the center of everyone. And the beast kind of pauses for a minute and says, So... Anyone want to tell me what the hell this is? Well, I've been eyeballing it a little bit, and I'm not entirely sure myself. It definitely reminds me of something Leviathan, but I'm going to need more time to figure out specifically what kind of flavor Leviathan it is. Don't lick it. I know how you like eating weird things. Look, I'm I'm not one to turn down a meal, but not going to try to shove that down my hole. Yeah, I... Would just I like might. to voice some caution around it. I think the only reason that I wasn't affected was because I was wearing some uh, thickest stuff while handling it. So I, I'd suggest we at least try and keep it away from direct contact with others. I don't want us to end up like they did. Lucinia asks, so it's fine to touch with, say, gloves? Very, very thick gloves, I'd say yes. She it still needles. felt a little weird. She kneels down and, like, pulls on a pair of leather gloves from in her robe and kind of, like, like looks over at Little Wolf, who's standing next to her, like, eyes transfixed on the object, and she's like, step back, step back. He doesn't really move, but she, she pulls on these gloves and reaches out and touches the object to pick it up and almost immediately goes <gasps> and jerks backward. Well, guess those gloves weren't thick enough. She blinks briefly and looks over at Slim and says I I, I, I guess what that's that's strange that that isn't and she like reaches out to touch it again does anyone stop her I do yeah you can you like grab her hand the regular is just watching it. very closely no no it's it I, it, I don't what did hmm. you see what did you feel I don't think it's Leviathan speaking think... from experience I think it's something else. She, like, pauses and frowns and doesn't look like she wants to say anything else. Beast, if you will, if I could, uh, take this over to my hall just so I can get a better look at it, I can come back to you by the end of the day with a better idea of what we're dealing with. Now, hold on, Rambler. I don't know if I want you ferrying this thing away just yet. Why's that? Azazel, you look like you've seen a ghost. Oh, yeah. Uh... You want to tell me why this thing's got you so on edge? Um. Because the last time you were acting weird, I found out you were harboring a stowaway. Anything else you've neglected to tell me? I'm going to look over at my brother and go, uh, go grab the bag. Little Wolf, like, looks at you like, are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure you're sure? Just go. Okay, okay. And he scurries off. So, it's kind of a long story, but I've seen one of these before. Um... And actually, 
I've touched one of these before, so... The beast's bushy eyebrows raise, and he looks over at Lucinia. Is that why you're wanted? Uh, like I said, it's a long story, but yeah, it's it's kind of the start. Um, I don't know, it was like four or five years ago. Um, my brother and I were out like exploring um, just the wilderness around our town, uh, the village that we grew up in. And um, we came across the object on like this little island and uh, he went to pick it up and <sighs> something happened. Um, I don't know what he experienced through it, but I was like not, I was suddenly not on the island anymore. I was like in a weird kind of empty space. And there was this voice that kept saying, you, you need to find two more. That's why I freaked out when that guy grabbed me. Little Wolf comes out on the quarterdeck and he's holding a sackcloth bag that looks about big enough to hold a human head. And it's, it's got like a big round, like bowling ball sized object in it. He very tentatively like walks up and hands it to you as Azel. And then I will open the bag and reach in and pull out the object that's inside. Azazel, with his bare hands, produces an identical dodecahedron made of the same matte gray metal. Well, be. Lucinia immediately reaches out to touch it. Uh, Rambler moves to stop her. She, she kind of says, hey, hey, it's important, Ram. What's your deal with these? Doesn't say anything and looks away. Well, this certainly complicates things. It's, um, actually, to kind of answer Dorian's question, it is because of these objects that, um, or this object that, that we're, we were, that, that I'm so concerned about being around a, a fucking warden. That's it, you're not holding anything else on us? Don't have any other secrets? Well, I mean, because of, that's kind of what I was sort of getting at, um, it's, uh, because of this object that uh, that were wanted, it's because it's caused weird shit to happen. Um, Things like, well, ever since that day, um, I can't really do it on command. Although he kind of can better than I can. Um, weird magic stuff that we weren't, you know, obviously weren't able to do before. The beast says, holy shit, I knew something was up with you two. And he, like, he starts, like, looking around, and he, like, huddles the group closer together and says, we probably shouldn't be talking about this on deck like this. Uh, meanwhile, Rambler... Oh, shit, we're on deck. You're on the quarter deck, which is, like, above the main deck. Fuck. No one else is really here, but you are in plain view. Rambler, you feel someone grab your hand? It's Lucinia. And she very quickly moves it and, like touches your hand to the object wait whose hand your hand lucinia grabs your hand and touches it to the object uh i'm saying like whoa whoa but like it it happens before i can react so what what happens when my hand touches the object you feel a rush a head rush like all the blood went to your head and suddenly like the world looks crystal clear and you feel this like well of strength enter your body you spend a lot of time around things that make you feel a certain way when you interact with, like, 
a lot of objects they they have this like kind of cold feeling that kind of permeates the area around them and when you touch this object you feel warm it's weird and your vision blurs and you see this swelling like rush in the center of your vision like a geyser bursting and in the middle is like a bright light and then it's gone and you feel nothing again and lucinia hisses in your ear see it's important huh that was uh that was something she kind of pulls you aside and says we we need we need these things i am going to place the object back in my bag well if it says we need one more well two more looks like we have two of them so to figure out where a third is or uh, we can all go crazy like that crew. The beast says, "Now hold, hold on, hold on. Everyone's, everyone's t- touching these objects. What, what happened? What's, what's happening here?" In my time on this world, I've dealt with a lot of things, a lot of uh, just otherworldly artifacts. Generally, they've been uh, well, not really a conversation for here, but generally they've had a uh, certain influences, and this one definitely doesn't feel like any of those. Feels nicer, if that's a good word for it. So you're saying it isn't a Leviathan object? If it is, it's a new type. Ah, hell. He looks around at the rest of the crew. How, how's, the, how's the rest of the crew taking this? Thank you can't read me. Dorian is kind of going to slink a little bit closer over towards where the object is, and he looks at the, at the Rambler and says, Is this safe to touch? May I? Honestly, we haven't been with it long enough for me to know. Seems important, but I don't know how it's going to react to you. For me, the entire crew go crazy. And, uh, Rambler looks at Lucidia. I'm just happy the same didn't happen to me. Uh, well, I mean, you touched a different one. There's nothing saying that these two are the same. I guess that's true. I'm going to touch it. Just go for it. Yep, if, he, if if Azazel su- suggests that this might not be the same, Wait, we have two different on, people who've touched on. it. Dorian's hold gone on. for it. You're, you are for. grabbing the new one. The one that you revealed. No. That's no. one the Rambler touched, No, 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 no. I bagged that one back up. No. You are touching the new one. Oh, so that's the other one. The Rambler touched the one you had just received from the... Uh, and he didn't respond which is to still, it. Which is still lying out. I'm going to roll dice for this. Since I already said I was going to, but I, I misinterpreted what what object was put where for a split second so touch the shape i rolled a five so we're touching it acquire polyhedron yeah okay so you you reach out and you touch it and time stops and it is just you and the like the rest of the crew freezes the party freezes the birds stop mid chirp the waves cease the clouds you know like bubble in in slow motion and you have this moment of complete clarity and then it is completely taken over by this rushing encroachment on the edges of your vision of yellow like when someone starts to pass out from lack of oxygen in their blood or blood loss they get these like dark borders around the edge of their vision their vision begins to darken it's like that but with amber light And you hear a voice say, more. And you feel, for a brief moment, powerful. Did I recognize the voice at all? 
Is it something oh, familiar? Oh, oh, for sure. You've only heard it a few times, but its deep rumble is unmistakable. And then time resumes, and it, it, it's just as if like a split second has passed and no more. You touch the object, you feel you feel normal. He has a poker face. He's not going <laughs> not gonna to say anything unless somebody else does. So what did you see? Time seemed to stop. That's it. Uh, I'm guessing you're gonna do deception. I'm gonna keep. Tr I'm gonna keep trying to gleam something out of you. Did you? Uh, did you hear anything? Did something like talk to you? I thought I heard a voice, but I couldn't make out what they exactly said. Uh, by the way, I have a ten total for my deception. Hey, I get it. Uh, Rambler just kind of like looks at you, looks at you a bit funny, and says. Didn't quite get the voice. I was he, too he focused just... on the the clouds and the the birds just suddenly stopping. Rambler just kind of has his eyes squinted, but he doesn't say anything else. Adele just kind of like breaks in the background. Is like, why, why do you do this then? If you know that you if you have no idea what it can do to you, and at the same time, what you? I don't understand. Why would you touch it? Lucinia, Lucinia picks up the one that's like still on the ground that that everyone's been touching, and walks over to Adele with it. I would rather not. Thank you. I'd like, um, I'd like to to touch uh, it. Lucinia, what's your deal with this? Why is it so important to you that everyone touches this? She looks at you with this slightly crazed look in her eye and says, "Did you not hear it when you touched it?" Yeah, and that's the thing I'm worried about. I'm sure all the people on that boat heard it. The voice of God? Voice of God? The maker. Shouldn't this be sacrilege to you trying to find a direct conduit to it? No, this is this is what we've been waiting for. It, Adele, touch the object. I am okay. Thank you very much. Look, let's just... It kind of smells beast. of cheese. I am not particularly uh, into this. So. It's important. You it... are a very funny woman, and I think you should do this more often, but on stage. On stage. She gives you a weird look and says, this is no laughing matter. I am sorry, it's just, it's so funny. I am not going to touch it, and I think this is ridiculous. I'm also not terribly comfortable with all of us passing around the uh, object that we found on the ship full of crazy people. Last time I passed around anything with some people, I ended up in the garbage can in some back alley somewhere that I, I think it was like my grandma's, I'm not quite sure, but it's... It's not safe, is what I'm trying to say, and I really think uh, if you were smart enough, uh, you would stop touching it. Since I'm the one with, like, a connection to this whole situation, can I at least- Lucinia looks, like, down at the object, and then, like, blinks a few times and says, I- I suppose, and, like, looks up and kind of drifts over to Azazel and hands you the object. Um, I will take it in both hands and grab it. You feel it's it's nothing like when you touch the other object. Instead, when you touch this one, your body floods with warmth and you feel stronger physically and mentally. You just you just feel better and you feel like a connection to something deeper, something far away. And um as you hold it, you're your fingertips begin to glow and leave little trails of light in the air. Whoa, and anyone else seeing that? 
Huh. Uh, yep, Slim, can you get that away from him? I'm a yoink. No, back off. I'm gonna do a yoink. Uh, I <laughs> guess this is a contested yoink. Slide a hand. Uh, what am I rolling for this? Slide a hand, acrobatics, or athletics. Oh, any of them? Gotcha. I don't have my dice out, so I guess I'm gonna just... You got plus seven. Shit. Get, got, God damn it. Get eight. Eight. Look. You got... I'm not entirely I... comfortable with y'all playing with it. And I'm not entirely comfortable with you trying to control me right now. Look, I just don't want... With an object that you saw what happened to that whole crew. Yes, I'm pretty sure that your independence is not as important as making sure that you are safe. Uh, Lucinia says, usually I would agree, but, but Beast, you have to understand, this is, this is incredibly important, this is unlike anything we've seen before, and the Beast is like, okay, 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 D Lucinia, stop, I get it, it, just let me think, this is, this is getting out of hand, put the object down, Azazel. I'm going to set it down but keep my hand on it uh eyeing slim and i'm also going to be setting it down right in front of uh my brother are you are you seriously going to be trying to take the second you know usually when my brother does this my mom puts him in a timeout well i think azazel is an adult and he has the choice to choose exactly how he approaches this but he gets to choose for all of us beast you brought me onto this crew specifically to look into things like this joe Mm -hmm. I'm gonna gesture for for my brother to touch the object. Great, yeah, he he just like sneaks in a hand and like touches it really briefly, and his eyes kind of widen. He like snaps his hand back and he looks at you and he goes, "That's it, one more." And then the beast says, "Enough, Rambler, you're right, but I also hired Lucinia for this purpose as well, and right now you're giving me." conflicting opinions put both of the objects down no one touch them clear out and he starts like pushing people away from the like center of the circle uh i'm not leaving my bag he grabs you azazel and he says uh listen boy until we know more i need you to put it down uh no this is this is my bag this is I've... azazel you brought a stowaway on board you don't really have a lot of say right now dorian just leaves then I'll get off at next port, but I'm not leaving this behind. Yeah, Dor Dorian just, like, walks away. Yep, he just looks at everyone with... I don't know if anyone wants to read the look, but he does give them a distinct expression and just leaves. I'll try to read that look. Make a roll for it? Is there a roll? Insight? Can, can the look be read? I mean, it, it's mostly, like, do you catch it before he turns around and leaves? Is is more so I'm thinking because I think I would. It's a split Rambler's, second. Pretty, pretty perceptive. Give me a perception roll. Never mind. Got that nice six. Oof. Yeah, no, I'm, he... I'm I'm distracted by Azazel. Yeah. Do you still notice probably the suddenness of his leave? But that's about it. Azazel, the beast is like saying to you, as captain of this ship, I can't let people just. And like he, he's like trying to like pull the bag from you, or you, and you're like fighting him. Yeah. Okay. I I think as as you two kind of struggle over it, at one point, like through the cloth, it touches his bare skin, and an electric shock goes through the both of you, and he gasps and lets go suddenly. And I think Azazel, you stumble back a little bit because you were just like pulling, and he stops and like freezes, and 
stares at you. Do you say anything? No, I just pull the bag back and step back away from him. He takes a deep breath and says, I get it now. Rambler, I suppose you're right to fear the object. Other people will want it. We need to keep this a secret among us. The people here now on the quarterdeck, and I suppose Dorian as well. It's a conduit. It must be. And he looks over at Lucinia, who's like nodding. Now you say that like you know what a conduit is. I don't. It just, I just mean a, 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 a channel, an, an amplifier. What? When I touched that thing, I knew. I can't explain it. I'd like to roll insight. Yeah, do it. Uh, let's, where is insight? There it is. You totally beat the DC for the beast. The beast, like, he touched it. He is shocked by the power he felt in Azazel. And he's like, oh shit, dude. These things basically give you strength. Mm. All right. Well, I'm not the captain, so if you allow it on the uh, ship. Can we talk in private for a little bit? He's like rubbing his temples and he says, Sure, we we need to coordinate. We Everyone here needs to be on the same page. It, Lucinia, get Dorian back here. And she says, all, all right. And kind of runs down from the quarter deck. And he says, um, I'd be happy to talk in private with anyone. For now, we need a secure place to put these objects. Azazel, are you willing to work with me on this? Well, I've kept it hidden this long. I'm not sure why I can't keep it in longer. Hidden and secure are a little different. We need it under lock and key. Do you understand what I mean? I don't see why. No one knows about it. No one's going to look for it. No one else on the crew can have access to this. Adele approaches Azazel and puts his hand on his shoulder and says, It's still yours. We just... There are just certain people who would wish to be safe. And you can't blame them for that. Whatever. Here. And I'll hand the bag to the captain. He takes it. And he reaches down and very gingerly picks up the second object. And as he does so, he like flinches like something's going to happen, but nothing happens. He just picks it up normally and like looks at it with kind of a confused look. Sticks it in the bag. There's like a clonk as they kind of rattle together. And he takes a very deep breath and sighs. And with that sigh, and the with the second thing being put in the bag, the whole atmosphere on the quarterdeck changes. While things were kind of like tense and electric before, that energy kind of diffuses. And he looks up and he says, Well, we'll definitely need to discuss this more. For now, everyone follow me. We're going to find a good spot for this. And he heads down to the captain's cabin. In the meantime, Dorian, where did you run off to? Dorian is going to a place where he can be mostly alone, so you're probably familiar with where he probably went to. Mm -hmm. The little nook, and he is just going to be uh, kind of sitting down with his arms crossed around, like wrapped around his legs and his head on, resting, and kind of, if I remember correctly, the fire is right next to it, right? That's where they store fuel for the fire, so the fuel furnace. For the fire. So he's just going to be kind of like looking around at the, the different logs and the textures there and just kind of be sitting there by himself. You feel as if you're not alone. More than just that the cook is like outside the little like nook you're in. You feel like there's someone 
in here with you that you just can't see. Dorian is going to uh, lift up his head and reach for the hand mirror out of instinct just to see if he can't look around with it. You're reaching for it and you grab the hand mirror and you hear a door open and a voice say, uh, did Dorian come through here? And the cook rumble, uh, depends. What do you want with him? Dorian, do you look in the mirror? He's going to take a peek, but have it angled away from the door. You take a peek and it you just see your normal reflection, but briefly you see something flicker behind you. He's going to glance up, kind of keeping an ear out to make sure if Lucinia is going to be bursting her way through and kind of adjust the mirror to see if he, he can't capture what briefly flickered behind him. Yeah, you hear Lucinia is in the room and she's talking with the cook and the cook is kind of like stalling her. She's like, oh, I, I just need to talk with Dorian. It's chaplain business. He's like, chaplain business, my arse. You're, you're moving the mirror around the, the room? Yeah, he's going to see if he can't capture what he saw briefly flickering behind him. You, you like move your head. There's nothing back there. You move the mirror around. You, you can't see anything else until you get a brief glimpse of that, that nice little flower that Dorian wears on his shirt his cloak his cloak as you look at it through the mirror its petals move gently just the slightest bit is it the flower on his cloak that he specifically seen movie or just a copy of the flower behind him just to clarify uh you see it through the mirror okay so it's gently moving interesting he looks down at the flower and kind of pokes at it with his hand looks normal still hasn't wilted after all this time Huh. You hear Lucinia say, I'm telling you, Cookie, it's important. And the cook being like, suit yourself. He's where he usually is. And she's like, where is he usually? Dorian, you, you say anything? He is going to stay silent. He's going to stuff his mirror in his bag, wrap his hands around and scoot it so he is facing away from the entrance with a pout on his face. You hear Lucinia say, Dorian! Dorian and the cook kind of grunt and just go back to chopping onions. Dorian! You hear a clunking as she, like, opens a cabinet. He stays silent. We need to talk about the- Look, I know what you saw, okay? I can help. I saw the same thing, Dorian. Wait, stop hiding. I don't know if she'll pick it up, but I think, like, he mumbles to himself into the sleeve of his dress shirt. Hey, I'm not hiding. I I know it's weird, but there there's very clearly some you. Come on, Dorian, and he she like opens another cabinet and then stops, and you hear her footsteps approach, and you hear her say, "I know it's a little creepy, probably probably a little unnerving that I'm that I'm acting like this, but you have to understand that object. It's what." It's, it's something I've been looking for for a long time. It's really important to all of us. And and it... You just gotta trust me on this one, man. And you hear her footsteps stop right outside of your hiding place. You, you hear the cook grumble. If he doesn't want to talk, he isn't gonna talk. And she says, it doesn't matter. You hear like a thump as she kneels down, and then she opens up the door and looks at you. He blinks at her. It says nothing. She holds out her hand. He whispers, what did you see? The hand 
drops a little and she says, I felt the presence of someone powerful. And she closes her eyes and takes a deep breath and opens them and says, and he said more. What do you sound like? Deep rumbling voice. Anything else? I think it has something to do with the maker, which is theoretically impossible, but it it could mean so many things. And furthermore, I saw you and Azazel and Little Wolf and even Slim. You were all glowing like something about you was important. Like it was telling me these, these people. Mm. I'm sorry, I'm not making any sense. But you saw it too, right? Sure. I suppose I did. She frowns a little and says, was it different? He shrugs. Is it that important? Yes, then we should talk about it. Come on. And she holds out her hand again and says, hiding things from each other is going to get us nowhere. Possibly one of the most important discoveries of of the the since the silence has been dropped into our laps now isn't the time to hide anything and is are the others done hounding on azazel regarded the object bickering i hope so come back when they are she sighs and says no they're They'll be fine. I refuse to be in the same room when they talk like that. She looks back at the cook, and the cook shrugs, and she says, Okay, okay, I'll, I'll get you when they're done. As long as you agree to come along and hear everyone out. I'll listen. All right, Dorian. And she stands up and, um, like, shuts the little cabinet door and nods to the cook. And leaves the room. Meanwhile, in the captain's cabin, the beast is tapping his foot impatiently. And he's moving around the room. And he finally pulls something out from under the bed. And it is a large safe. And he says, this here is a twin lock safe. I use it to store my valuables, but well. And he clicks open the safe and pulls it open. And there's literally one thing in there. And it is a medal of some kind. And he just kind of pulls it out, looks at it briefly, and says, As you can see, I've been cleaned out. So, there's no better place than here. And he puts in the two objects in the bag. And then produces two tiny keys. And he says, The people in this room, except for Lucinia and Dorian are the only people who know what these things are and what they do. At least, who have an idea. And I'm sure we all think there's something different. We're going to have to work together on this. But who do we trust with these keys? I could probably hold it. Honestly? Yeah, you're the only one who hasn't touched one here. And he places one in your hands. I think Azazel having one's a pretty good idea. All right with me. He's just not the warden. So adult takes the keys or he, he you gives can't... you one. Oh, he does he gives me one and you guys do not see where he puts it because he has a funny thing of just holding it in his hand and then up his sleeve and then just kind of like it's gone 
Ta-da. It's, it's, voila. Voila. He then turns to Azazel and he says, you have the closest connection. Do you want the other key? I'll hold my hand out, please. He looks around and says, any objections? I don't object. Uh, Do you think it's a good idea? How about you, Rambler? I'd, I would like to get a look at them to figure out their nature. You can get a look at them once the person who cares least about them, and he nods to Adele, and the person who seems to care the most, and he nods at Azazel, agree. And he hands it to Azazel. Now, let's all talk about what those things are and what we saw. Because when I touched it, I knew, and he looks at Azazel, you are important. In fact, I think uh, everyone here is. Azazel gives a very perplexed look. Hear me out. I've seen a few things in my time. I've been around the block. And when it comes to supernatural creatures on the sky ocean, you... Well, the general gist is live and let live. Unless you're a daring leviathan hunter or a cultist. But there are still omens out here. Things you pay attention to if you know what's good for you. The whistling of the wind through the rigging, warning of a passing storm, the chiming of the bell in the middle of the night to denote a death. Things you learn to respect. And this whatever this was and he gestures towards the safe was clearly an omen uh okay now i tried to pride myself on being a rational insane fellow but i've seen enough strange things to know when something like this falls into your lap you stand at attention am i understood i get you crystal these are looks uncomfortable listen boy and he walks forward and, like, puts a hand on your shoulder and says, I'm sure you don't mean us any harm. He awkwardly, like, seems to realize something and takes a hand off your shoulder and says, I have no doubt you don't want to be caught up in all this any more than the rest of us, but it's clear you have some connection to these things. So am I wrong in saying... You're important. I think it's weird. Uh, important? Important to what? What did you feel when you touched the object? Uh, scared. I felt scared. Scared. Takes a deep sigh, and he says, Well, I think the time for fear is long past. Beast. I really still don't feel good about this. Just this in general seemed to have come to a conclusion on this pretty fast. This being the natures of these. I've been studying Leviathan stuff for a long time. And the specific type that I've been looking into most, I won't say prides itself, but it specializes in mimicry. Trying to copy the nature of something else. I'm not sure we don't know this isn't that. We can't be sure. This idea of, I don't know, it telling you he's important? I don't like how that sounds. He gives you a weird look and says... What did you feel when you touched it, Rambler? Felt a warmth. A lot of the other stuff I deal with just kind of feels cold. This one felt warm, and that's what scares me. For me, it was just a feeling, though. Seems like it wasn't like everyone else's. He nods and says, it 
yes, it was a feeling for me too, but it, it was one I interpreted. And shouldn't that say so much, though, that this was something so different from what you usually deal with? Frankly, until I can sit down with it, take a good long look at it, no. Doesn't tell me anything. These things have... <laughs> making me admit something. These things have tricked me a lot of times. Look, brother, I'm not... I don't want to admit anything, but, like... These things are designed to prey on you. Make you think there's something else. How do we know that's not happening here? The beast nods and says, You're right to be cautious. And he walks over and, like, sits heavily on the chair in front of his desk and says, What do you think, Warden? He's just been leaning up against the side of the wall this whole time, just kind of, like, looking at it and everyone else in the room. Well, I reckon that if we're going to keep it on board, we may as well find out what we can from it. Because I still don't feel great about it, uh, if I'm being completely honest. But once again, your ship, your rules. Though I would take, uh, I would take the precaution that the Rambler has suggested of being extremely cautious with it. As even if it, things that feel good aren't always actually good for you. But that's just my take. Beast nods and says, it may be my ship, but this is no Navy vessel. This is a democracy. Uh, Adele, I want to hear your input too. It's tough, I'd say, I really have no experience oh, experience with uh, this kind of, how should we call it, situation. Not to mention, I am a bit of a, well, I don't like to admit it, but uh, admittedly, uh, I don't, I, I, I'm not a big fan of things that scare me, how about that? I'm not really sure if I'm the kind of person you want to, I don't know, consult about about this but no i think i am willing to i would like to hear from a few more people first he nods and he says where the hell is lucinia and dorian and at that moment lucinia walks into the room so have have we come to an agreement have we rambler's looking around the room at everyone else specifically like his his gaze stops on his azel i think so don't think there's anything more to discuss uh, the beast says, so do we want to give it to Rambler to study? It's fine by me. Do we want to talk more about what we felt? Because I, for one, was rather convinced. Hearing you all, well, we should let leveler heads prevail on this one, but I don't know. This felt like the key we need. I need. For what? He kind of turns around to look out the back windows of the captain's cabin onto the ocean and says to move forward. You are talking too much in tongues. At least be a little more descriptive, please. Rambler goes, like, cocks his head to the side and says, You've lost someone, haven't you? Someone close to you. Uh, and then he looks at Azazel and he says, Was it a son? There's a long silence. And the beast says, I've... <sighs> I've lost a lot of people and vowed I would take back what was taken from me. I would become the greatest pirate upon the southern or northern sea from Viridian to Halcyon and back. And to do that, I need an edge. 
and he wheels around in his chair and looks at the rest of the crew and says, You all are that edge. Oh my god, I'm going to cry. That's like, sarcastic, that's serious. Yeah. Adele is like choking up. Yeah. I think it's cute. Yeah, yeah. Um, he says, it, The Empire has taken things from me, from all of us. It has done terrible acts. Does this mean we get to call you daddy? Uh, nope. We doing that one. Uh, nope. No. <clears throat> if we are to do what needs to be done, we need every advantage we can get. And I know these objects are strange and terrifying and a, a big unknown. So the most we can learn about them, the better. But when I touched that thing, I felt power. That's what we need. That's what I need, but that it could benefit all of us. Still think we should take it slow. Just give me a day or two to look at it, work it out, then it can go back in the safe. Look, I promise you, brother, I've only got our best interest in mind. He looks up at Lucinia, and Lucinia looks also like she's tearing up a bit. She takes a deep breath and says, I'll make sure of that, Captain. And he nods and says, Rambler, I trust you. I haven't known you for long, but you've proven both invaluable and level-headed. I sincerely hope you do not mind that Lucinia, someone I have known for over 20 years, will accompany you in this endeavor. Fine with me. I know for sure she has my best interests at heart and the best interests of the entire crew. Lucinia, where's Dorian? And she kind of like looks at the rest of the crew and says, I'll bring him in. Uh, Dorian, what have you been doing for the past, like, six minutes? Chilling in your little corner there. He's just chilling. Well, like a villain. I don't think he's been doing much of anything else. Just kind of sitting and waiting. Like, two minutes in, there's like a knock at the little, like, alcove. And the cook says, hey, kid, good? And he sets down a little bowl of porridge. He reaches out and grabs it and looks at the cook and nods and says, yeah, I'm good. Turns out a few of the apples didn't go bad, so uh, never mind. And he stands up and walks back to uh, to cooking. Do you eat the porridge? I do. It has apple slices in it. It's delicious. You can't see it, but I'm putting little heart hands in the <laughs> in the video. You lucky screen. motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, no, he is uh, happily eating this. Um, I think you even hear occasional humming coming from the nook as he chews on a particularly tasty bite. And you've finished your porridge and are like licking the licking the little crappy wooden utensil that they have on the ship when Lucinia enters the room again. Dorian. He he looks up mid lick. Is that? And the cook says, porridge. And she says, okay. Dorian, we, we've come to a conclusion. Oh. Uh, I, he kind of starts to um, scoot out of the nook and grabs the porridge to hand to the cook. He, he takes it without complaint and starts scrubbing the bowl. And she says, uh, we discussed it and you are a part of this crew just as everyone else probably one of the most important parts so you need to be here for it but i'm not important what is it because of that vision she looks at you earnestly and says 
You are important, Dorian. Well, I guess we can agree to disagree. Um, so what is next on the agenda? Follow me to the captain's quarters. Okay. She leads you to the captain's cabin. There you see the captain sitting in his chair at his desk looking wistfully out the window. Um, you see the rest of the crew kind of milling about, and she says, We've decided we're going to look into these objects because they they may be the edge we need as a crew to do something truly special. What, like capture ships? I don't... More than that. Come on, Dorian, where's your sense of adventure? I'm just confused as to how these objects can particularly help us have an edge for anything. Rambler and I are going to take a deeper look at them, but if we can find more... And she, like, puts a hand on your shoulder and says, I'm telling you, Dorian, these could be it. He looks to Rambler, I'm assuming is still there, and says, I'm still invited to this, correct? Rambler, like, scratches his beard for a second and says, If you want to sit in, that's fine, but it's going to be a lot of just... Looking at things hooked up to it, me looking at readings, it's not going to be exactly the most uh, entertaining of times. It'll be much more eventful than some of the other activities on the ship. Well, guess you're okay to come, but while you're there, you're going to tell me what you actually, uh, we actually saw when you touched it. I told you, time stopped. And I have an inkling that that wasn't everything, especially with that voice you didn't understand. Here's my condition. You can take it or leave it. He stands up taller, adjusting the cloak on his shoulders, uh, and says, Fine. I... There are two more things in the vision. I heard a voice say more, which apparently Lucinia had also heard, and the world was changing to a different color. That's it. What color? Yellow. Yellow? Huh. That's not what I was expecting. Like red or blue would be any different? Yeah, not exactly. Lucinia says, all right, we have some research to get to, and what, Captain, you said ten more days to Port Royal? And he nods, says ten or eleven, yeah. That should be plenty of time. And then she says, oh, and one more thing, and she turns to Little Wolf, who's been, like, pretty quiet, kind of clinging to Azazel the whole time, and she says, you can keep a secret, right, Little Wolf? And he looks at her like, what are you talking about? And he says, damn straight I can. The crew has about 10 days till they make landfall. And over those 10 days, I'm going to have each of the party members have basically three things they get to do. Like three scenes they can have. You can spend one of these scenes to either A tick one of your clocks, so like, I guess one of them would be Azazel learning Achetillon, Dorian reading his play, or the Rambler getting further on his uh, research, which honestly I, I think is only like, you only need to do that once really. I think I plan on doing it three times anyway, but okay. un unless uh, someone has a scene that they want to have with me. And and then, yeah, you can have, you can use one of your scenes to spend it with another character or NPC, and it only counts as you using your scene. 
who would like to have their scene first? This is just these are just moments you can have with other characters or doing your own personal stuff. For for dramatic tension, I want to have mine near the end of uh, everyone's scenes. I'll go first because my first scene will be later that night with Dorian. Oh, All right. <laughs> let's do let's do that. Azazel, you get scene one. Set us up. I assume this is way late into the night, and Dorian's in the cook's kitchen reading his book. And Azazel comes in. Uh, hey, uh, uh Dorian. He's kind of like half paying attention as he's flipping over another page of this particular book he's reading and says, hmm? Um, do you have like a, a, a second to like chat or are you busy? I wouldn't call this busy. I've read this book probably 20 times at this point. He he shuts it and sets it to the side. What's going on? I don't know. I just kind of wanted to talk about um, what happened today. Which part? Um, like, I don't know. It's just, I didn't like the way they were t- talking to me. Rambler and Slim seem to have this superiority. Is No, they like to act like they're the only adults in the room. Essentially acting like... Like, they can decide what's best for everyone. Like parents. If you want to call it that. And then, and then Rambler insinuated that the Beast was, like, treating me... No, and then the Beast, he he basically said I was important. And what kind of fucking thing does that... What does that mean? Lucinia said the same thing to me, and I have never been important in my life. So I don't know why that would change now. We find some weird object, and suddenly we're important what does that what our destinies are gonna do something i don't know it's weird i'll be the first to admit that life has gotten weird within the past couple years but at this point i'm just gonna see where it takes me yeah i i think lucinia has a few screws loose she's going on about how this has something to do with the maker when why would he involve himself now when he has never involved himself ever in my life. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I've, I was raised to, to pray to the maker, but I I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I really trust anything that they say. Can I, um, can I see that tattoo again? I was kind of drunk when I was last saw it, and I was curious because I sort of recognized the flower. Oh, you did. I, I, I guess he um, unclasped the gold uh, uh, chain button system of his cloak and sets it aside uh, after unpinning the flower, placing it on top uh, so as not to crush it. He then. Uh, kind of glances up and starts purposely looking down at his buttons as he undoes a couple of the few that remain that are not undone on his shirt and drags the corner of the shirt down to reveal more of the tattoo. So I just rolled a 13 to try to identify the ta- the, the flower. It is a columbine flower. Is it the same one that you have in your lapel? No. It is not. It is different. What's uh, what's the significance of the flower? 
he shrugs and says, I just always like the columbine flower. It was just something to have. I don't know. I um just kind of wanted to see because I don't know. We, <laughs> I was pretty uh pretty out of it last time I saw it. So I was curious because I thought I recognized it. That time was fun. I think it's the the loosest I felt in a long, long, long time. Never drank before. Did you know that? How would I know that? I mean, that's why it, it's a rhetorical question. Oh, duh. Yeah. I mean, I've, of course, had a couple sips of alcohol, passed it between <laughs> friends, and of course, we drink it on the ship, but nothing to that extent. Kind of like the buzz. That wasn't my first time getting that drunk, but <laughs> uh, I guess this is the most fun I've had while drunk. Well, the atmosphere certainly added to the experience. So you saw the tattoo, and were you wondering about getting one yourself, or? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, well, I've thought about it, uh, but no, I was just kind of curious because I thought I recognized it. Well, unfortunately, I can't recommend any place to go, but uh, haven't had this tattoo for too long, but, well, it's stuck with me now. <laughs> Have you ever thought about getting colored in? Oh, I don't even know if it's possible. Why? Well, it's all part of the look, is it not? I don't know. What do you mean, the look? She shrugs and says, I guess the aesthetic? I don't know. Um, I haven't thought too much about it having it colored i mean the purple petals are already colored in black i doubt i can add any color over that and well if it's not the true color then what's the point i suppose i don't know um i'm gonna go to bed what about what wait what what about you though what about me he uh kind of leans in a bit and is staring at his face i'd like to do a medicine check Sure. On what? Good question. I want, to, <laughs> I want to go and determine exactly what might have caused the scar that is on his face. I know it's a burn scar, but like, what kind of burn? Make a roll. I rolled a 14. It's a burn scar. But is it like <laughs> magical, chemical, fire? Fire, fire. Like, uh, uh, my dude, like, fell into a wood-burning fire pit. He, uh... He kind of whispers and says, I don't mean to pry, but you asked me a question. I figured I have the right to ask you one. How did you get that scar? Oh, um, do you remember when I was talking about how um, those objects, that object, you know, was had something magical? I do. And you said that it also caused weird things. Yeah, um, so, um, I, it's been different, um, for both me and my brother, um, for me, uh, the, the magic's been, you know, kind of mostly sort of benign in some ways, it's just weird things that'll happen to my body every now and again, um, for, for my brother, he's been able to, like, actually conjure things, and he he accidentally um and I, I i can't remember the exact details about what happened that day but it, he accidentally set fire to the barn that we were in and we both got burned up pretty bad 
I, oh, I'm, you're okay now at least. Uh, do you mind if I tell you a little secret as well? Uh, sure. I mean, I, f I figure it's fair considering your affiliation with these and strange things happening to you. I know a little magic myself. Really? Just little things. Can't do much on the ship, but I know some. Huh. Like, what can you do? He takes out his hand and he flicks his fingers and you see sparks shoot out of it. And he says just little things, plus some. Um, are, are you still coated in the blood or anything? Uh, yeah, probably a little bit. It's the same, it's pretty much the same day, and it's not like I had a ton of water to work with to get it all off. Yeah, he, he says, I've been wanting to do this, well, since it happened, but it wasn't safe. He hovers his hand over and says, just a warning, I'm, well, he goes and uses prestidigitation on you to get rid of the blood. Oh. You could do that? Among other things, yes. I'm kind of torn between thanking you and kind of being upset that you didn't do that earlier. Well, he goes and uh, grabs his book and the cloak and kind of nudges you to the side so he can crawl out of the nook and says, Timing is important and... Well, with Slim there, it wasn't a good time, but we were alone. You apparently have no issue with magic, seeing as you can perform it yourself. I figured, why not now? Uh, but it's getting late. Well, welcome. Um, I'm going to go to bed. So I think we're ready for our next scene. I'll just say that my other two things that I'm probably going to do throughout this 10-day period, I'm going to have a sit down with Adele to learn more of the Ashetian language. And actually, that might be it. Uh, I can't think of anything else that I want to do. Man, I'm so surprised. Now you want to talk to Slim. He's such a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, Slim, do you want to have a scene? I was trying to think of one that would like, make sense. Um, hmm. I think I think you might have seen with Adele. Let the accents commence. Hopefully I don't. Whoever loses the first one to adapt the other's accent to their own voice. It's going to be me. So where is Adele when Slim finds him? Adele is... Doe would probably just be up on the deck. He has a little pocket mirror, so he's probably staring at himself. And as you're looking at yourself, uh, you see a bit of movement. Turn a little bit, as me. He does not see movement. You have to come up and approach him. Damn it. Well, you, oh, I meant like I was coming up behind you. You see, yeah, you see in the pocket mirror, like the looming figure of a warden behind you. In his mind, uh, under his body, he goes, what is that? Okay. Oh, hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Well, I, I thought I'd just come and see what your thoughts on all this are, because uh, you didn't really say much. 
during uh during our time there when uh, when it was all going down, which I don't it's, know. It, it's hey, sorry. You're right. It's uh it was a little all uh, new for me, I'd say. Uh, you have to understand, I am a, I'm a small town boy. I think uh, the last time I had any kind of big adventure, it was when we all stole um, Mrs. Uh, What's-Her-Face's uh, patties from her clothing line and uh, put it on top of her dog's head. So, oh, mi- Wait a minute. Was that, was that Mrs. Jenkins stuff? Uh, I got worn out for that. I'm 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 kidding. That that was a that was a joke. You are uh, really bad at jokes. I'm sorry. I, I I know. I haven't exactly had a lot of uh, <laughs> people to practice on being on the frontier and all. But uh, you know, you you got a pretty good audience here. You just keep going. You try. I'm sure you'll get it at some. Before all this, I actually uh want to do he, this. He pats your but, uh, <laughs> he, he pats your back and he's like, "Don't cry about it." Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. I just. For some reason, I get the feeling that some of the others are uncomfortable with me, and that oh, that, that, no. that that was sarcasm. I, I attempted sarcasm. Oh, hmm. Well, well. Uh, you know what's lovely about adventures is that you have plenty of time. To- yeah, I I suppose so. There isn't a ton to do out here, so I'll probably talk to him at some point, whether we want to or not. In the meantime, uh, what were you trying to ask? My opinions no. on what's going on. Yeah, just I I don't talk to a lot of people uh, on the ship just because I think everybody tries to avoid me, which I understand. But I think it's a it's a good idea to get a general idea of what people on the you know ship what might do. help. You know what might help a nice mm. a nice perfume. It always helps me. Uh, when I was a boy, I was about seven years old. No one wanted to play with me. And then I realized it's because I didn't wash myself for two weeks. Uh, <laughs> and so I decided to invest myself in a perfectly styled cologne that now no one can avoid me. I'm just that that uh, attractive in my smell, I guess. So I'd say you might want to invest in that. Yeah. He, you he, can kinda kinda just, he lifts his arm and takes a whiff. How bad do I smell? <clears throat> Uh, not too bad. Oh, Just, no, I was, uh, I was asking. I, was asking. I, I, was, I wasn't lifting my armpit up to you. I vote we keep that. We keep okay. it. Yeah, that choking I, noise. I, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the, the warden, you slim, you smell like musty, kind of like old fabric mildew and dirt like dust like uh like the the dust on the frontier that's kicked up by horse hooves see it you kind of reminds me about the the back part of the old library that used to be in my village that nobody went to but we all go there just to fuck it's pretty much uh <laughs> yeah wait i smell like fuck <laughs> you know what let me help. I will just let you borrow my, my cologne and my help. How about this? Uh, thank you. I, uh, I have yeah. like three others, so it's fine. Well, I, I see you pack the essentials. Exactly. But, uh, I'll hope, I, I, no. I guess, hopefully people are more comfortable with me if I smell pretty. <laughs> Perhaps if you smiled more, too. <laughs> I, I, I usually am smiling, but uh, okay. All right. 
Let, let's see what it looks like underneath. I'm curious. Show me your, your smile. Uh, he, I'm like, like this. It, he doesn't take the mask off or anything. He's just, it sounds like he's smiling, but a very pained smile. You know, you know what? We'll just stick to the cologne for now. We can work right, on happiness. Right. We'll work on the happiness later. Okay. Right. Baby steps. Baby steps. By the end of the journey, you'll be the biggest stud. You might even be, be better than me, but who knows? If that happens, I will kill you. But uh, in I the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, my opinions about what is going on. We keep getting off track. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's scary. I, I will not lie to you. It is scary. And um, I may have pissed my pants once or twice, but uh, no one will know. You will never yeah, know. Because the cologne covers it. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you're not, you're getting it now. And Adele taps his head like the meme. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I think uh, it will just take time, and it really requires all of our work together. The more that we uh, stick to ourselves and our selfish needs, I like for example, like I don't have any negative feelings towards Azizel, but he clearly feels a lot more about himself than he does about the rest of the group, and I feel like. If we're not careful about how we behave and how we accept others' ideas and take into consideration other people's inse- uh, uh, worries, uh, we are not going to work together. Yeah, we are a crew after all. Exactly. So I think it's best that if anything, if you really want to try to make it well with the rest of the group. I agree that I, I also feel a little bit separated myself, but I know this last time I I um, I don't think I was quite in my head. But now I, I, I feel much better and I think the best way to really get to I want to say involved with the group uh, it is important to not simply communicate and add to what's going on but to bring people together because otherwise they won't do it themselves. Yeah. That makes sense. And here, and he slaps like a bot, like this, like kind of like weirdly. I want to say a bottle with like half that's like halfway filled up, and it smells really heavy of just like um, flowers and vanilla, and where it has like a a cork screw uh, and cork top in it. And he says, "Just put this on some cloth and rub it on the smelly parts, and <laughs> and you will be just fine. Trust me, it will help." Uh, hands out, or uh, Slim holds out his hand and he uh, accepts it. Well, I uh, wasn't expecting it, thank uh, you. And then Adele gives you just, like, like, like he just does this weird, like, turn of his head and gives you, like, a smile that shines with the sun. It's not really, like, a happy, like, like, a happy smile, but, like, a handsome smile, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. A winning smile. A winning smile. <laughs> Let me just put on my handsome face. <laughs> there you Those go. Lando Calrissian vibes. Let me put on my hand. And then, uh, with with, because he can't really smile back. Uh, in <laughs> he's instead going to do finger guns back at you, holding the perfume. <laughs> Adele's like just chuckles and oh, how cute. And goes starts uh, goes back to staring at himself. Of course. Quick aside. To, to better describe uh, Slim's kind of distinct smell, I, I I feel like if I may, Slim, I I think his his kind of scent is like 
grave dirt and like old canvas pants and maybe a little bit of wood smoke in there but also definitely like mildew and dust is what slim smells like so now with this like lovely vanilla flower perfume he smells like grandma's house <laughs> what kind it's of so flower good. though like flowery perfume smell i gotta know because that can be wide-ranging it is a it is a bit of a mix but definitely like your average like um like prairie flowers like like field flowers kind of that smell when you walk into like a field and you just get those um that assortment there you have like you know your your classic daisies and all of that so it's nothing super unique it's like as if Adele just kind of picked a whole bunch of flowers and threw it in a bottle and then just like put in drops of vanilla dosed up with essential oils all right so yeah who who else would like to go a reminder there are there are npcs on the ship like the different named npcs you can interact with too i think at this point would might be a good time to do the uh what are the results of the dodecahedron looking at? So let's get a scene with Rambler and Lucinia will be there as well. And I assume uh, Dorian would like to be there as well. Yeah, he's going to sneak his way in, of course. Sneak? We roll for stealth. You're invited. Uh, you didn't so hear me laughing, but I didn't. <laughs> for this, uh, are, are, are these being conducted in your boat, Rambler? Yeah, uh, it has to be in the boat. Do you mind if I have a little atmospheric music playing as I, because I could whip out the hurdy gurdy and play some tunes while you do. <laughs> what? Would, <laughs> Goddamn hurdy gurdy. Would Would you like to describe the scene for us, Rambler, as we enter into a little uh, jolly boat that floats behind the um? Well, it's bigger than jolly boat, like the the little keel boat that floats behind the uh, HMS Queen Marie. The Rambler, like, kind of takes the zipline down to the dinghy that's just always behind the Queen, uh, Queen, Queen Marie's Revenge. Uh, and it's like, it's just kind of a shitty boat, right? It looks like a boat that he probably bought for somewhat cheap and he's been kind of keeping it up as much as he can. And it has, it has its own small sail, but it also has a covered cabin. And he immediately goes inside of the cabin and you just hear him, like, messing around like, you just hear metal stuff clanking everywhere, like he's digging through toolboxes or something. He comes back out with what looks like... Actually, uh, I guess if Dorian's ever seen tech from, like, the ancient civilization... Nope. Cool. So you see, like, just something just super alien to you, right? It has, It's just a bunch of metal put together in weird ways that, like, maybe you've seen in the innards of some ships, but... Probably not. Uh, and he kind of attaches a few pieces of it to one of the dodecahedrons, so the one that y'all found, that we found most recently together. And he says, So I'm just gonna run a series of tests on this, see if it uh, interacts the same way with other things that I've found. And if everything lines up the same way, then, uh, well, I'm not gonna trust this thing. So uh, he just kind of starts pressing buttons on it. You kind of see pseudo-electricity go through and go on. It looks like he's looking for some sort of outcome. At the moment, as you're pressing buttons, as he's sitting and waiting, kind of observing in the corner of his eye, he is going to uh, play the hurdy-gurdy unless the Rambler wants him to stop. I don't, I don't know what the hurdy-gurdy is. So the hurdy-gurdy, the best way to describe it, is almost like a mixture between a violin and potentially an accordion, depending on how you play it. 
not accordion sorry uh bagpipes depending on how you play it it's how how well can he play it i mean i could roll and see how well i'm playing it at the moment that's gonna decide if i want you to keep going how how good's your hurdy-gurdy dorian okay let's roll and hope the proficiency actually reflects it solid 15 not bad he's played it pretty well I imagine he's a bit rusty just because, yeah, he's been playing it off and on, but he hasn't been playing it as much as he used to. Yeah, I guess I guess it helps. I'm not really sure. It, I, I guess it just helps the monotony of it. Yeah. But like, it's 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 a lot of just like doing something, changing one variable, doing it again, and just and just like writing down what the outcome is. Lucinia is often saying like, "Oh no, don't." change that or shouldn't you do this and etc etc she's kind of like doing the help action yeah giving some advice some of it is wildly outdated from what uh the rambler knows but uh you know it's helpful to have a second pair of eyes yeah and she she seems really intent on all this she seems to like already be expecting a certain result i think at one point the rambler comes out with a jar that seems to have something that isn't dead in it Something that's kind of swimming around, but also it doesn't exactly seem to be moving, but it kind of has the illusion that it's moving, and it has kind of a starry night sky kind of sheen to it, and he hooks the same device up to it, and he starts running similar tests on it and says, I'm just running the control. This has an interesting result. As you start running the tests, the, the control becomes agitated, and you start to notice it like kind of shrink and darken and its luster leave it as it roils in its small containment chamber and the uh well, the, uh... the dodecahedron kind of rattles and and starts to warm up to the touch and lucinia says i knew it it's the antithesis it's like a balancer you know what you're saying right this is it rambler this is the breakthrough something he he kind of like scratches his head in, in a bit of disbelief and says, "It that can't be an antithesis to the love Athens." The control is like hissing and popping, and like the little container is like kind of rattling the glass, making clink 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 noises. Yeah, uh, Rambler's gonna like move it far enough away that like it stops. Says, "Well, I'm relatively certain it's not Leviathan. At least it's not starred either." No, it's something different. It certainly is. Lucinia looks up at you with, like, this wide-eyed look, and she says, It's the Maker. So it's Celestial? Celestial? Where do you learn about Celestials, Dorian? He shrugs and says, I read a lot of books, read old stories. What do the stories say? Depends on the story. Uh, I have some from Before the Silence. Um, mentions of demons and Celestials and fantastical settings and i just remember reading some where celestials did not like leviathans so i'm just thrown out there if this is other and we discovered it maybe it's something from back then i don't remember anything like this from back then <laughs> i feel like we would have used it i don't know i'm just throwing down words uh i don't know many beings that could be as powerful as leviathans so i don't Either. I don't know where this came from. That's the thing that's bugging me. Maybe He just kind of gives that a tired sigh and goes, Maybe, maybe there is something in this whole maker thing. Lucinia says, I, I've got an idea. This, this thing, it, 
I don't think it's like uh, aligned in any which way. Like may- maybe it's the antithesis to the the star spawn because it's it's just the opposite energy. But maybe that doesn't mean it's it's the maybe it's just. Hold on, let, let let me try something, Dorian. And she like kind of grabs you by the shoulder, Dorian, and says, "Come come over here." Uh, he he, I think out of instinct, smacks her hand when she grabs him like that. She she recoils and says, "Oh, sorry, sorry. Just can you can I can you?" If you need to direct somebody, please don't grab them. That no. He he says, "Okay." Uh, sets down his hurdy gurdy um on the the bench he was sitting on i'm assuming there are places to sit on the ship and yeah uh ask okay what what did you want me to do just reach your hand out toward the object and then reach your other hand out toward the control wait what's the control exactly i don't the control is like this little like glass jar with something inside it that's like moving or has the illusion of movement some like goo that kind of sparkles and glitters faintly and could he like ascertain exactly what that something inside it is or mm, it looks very weird he uh looks to rambler and whispers what is it it's what i've been studying something uh not necessarily bad but definitely not good and if i touch it alone what does it do and in the jar nothing so wait, do you want me to just touch the jar and touch the other object, or...? Yes, just hold out your hand near it. Then no need to go crazy. Why's it gotta be Dorian for this one? It, it's just a theory. Because I'm important? Give it a shot. Look, you don't have to if you don't want to. I can't say I'm not curious as to what would happen if I touched this object again, so... He is going to first touch the object and then, I guess, reach out for the jar? Yeah, you, you reach out and touch the dodecahedron. Last time you touched it, it was very cold to the touch. Now it's a little warm, but you just put your hand on it. Like nothing nothing crazy happens. And then you reach out toward the control, the, the jar, and the jar begins to rattle and shake and clink, 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 clink. And the thing inside it starts to like move and warp and, and wobble. And as your hand gets closer, a crack appears on the glass. And at the epicenter of that crack, a single yellow eye seems to open within the goo. That's enough. And Lucinia goes, it's true. And she gets so excited. She's like jumping up and down. She like almost hugs you, Dorian. But then like stops herself. And it's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just, wow. He he looks and at the eye. I think he's gonna let go both. Does it close its eye or anything? Or no, the the in the jar, this like single like yellow eye, kind of like elongated, little like slit, is like looking around a little, and then it slowly starts to like close and squeeze into nothingness. He he's gonna keep kind of try to memorize the look of the eye, the shape of the eye, and as he's doing so, he murmurs underneath his, underneath his breath that, what are you? This whole eye thing is new to Rambler, right? Oh yeah, you've never seen anything like that in your life. Just kind of does a low whistle. Says, damn, brother. Lucinia says, it's definitely a, a conduit, an amplifier of some kind. This energy is, is multi-purpose. Look, look at how it affects Dorian. This is... It, 
This is insane. Wait, how it affects me? Are you are you are you meaning the change of the object, or is there something on my face as this is happening? He pushes his mm. hand on his face. Just object. No, you're you're fine, Dorian. It's just you. You, there's something about you. Ah, I don't. I don't even know how to feel. And she like sits down on a bench and like starts trying to like kind of contain herself. Why does it have to do with me? Why something about me? Yet I'm the only one who attempted this. Why me? Why do you insist that it has to do with me? Probably has to do with everyone who touched it. I'm me, the Rambler, Azazel, just in different ways. We all have some connection to this thing now. Okay. If you insist that, uh, why don't you do it? Test it out with the Rambler. Let's see if there's any changes as you keep insisting. Sure, sure, yeah. I'm game. You you are me first, Rambler. Go ahead, sister. She, like, rolls up her kind of glittering starry night robe sleeves and reaches out and kind of touches the object with one hand and reaches out towards the control. The control bubbles a little and it rattles a tiny bit but not much and she frowns and squints and like reaches out at it more and then like touches the glass and it stops moving and she says huh uh huh and she like stops and then like reaches out and touches it again and it kind of like bubbles a little bit and stops and she says okay well uh it kind of did something Different ways, I guess. Alrighty. Uh, Rambler's gonna go up and do it. If I die, Slim gets my stuff. Dorian and Lucinia see, like, the Rambler's, like, coat move a little. Some, like, ticking and clinking noises, but that's about it, I think. Like, when when I put my hand between the two of them, there's no reaction yeah. on, on the uh, small jar? Oh, the small jar, like, bubbles and fizzles, and the thing inside it is definitely moving. Mm. Well, now... Can't say I'm too used to this, but, uh, can't say I don't like it. Lucinia smirks and says, maybe I've just been out of the game too long, huh? She raises her hands and says, that's fine, I got no intention of going back to that. That's your wheelhouse, Rambler. And she stands up and says, well, I guess I wasn't wrong. Yeah, feeling pretty good about this now. Well, let's go lock it up in the safe. She gives you a smile, Dorian, and says, uh... How, how do you feel about this? Of just the objects, or? Something special is happening here. I mean, strange things are indeed occurring, but never been on these seas before, so I can't say if this is particularly odd. You just seem more nervous than excited is all. I, I guess I understand not everyone shares my passion for discovery. She kind of chuckles and like stuffs her hands in her robe pockets and says well when when her hands goes into the pockets like the rambler like looks super surprised and taken aback and kind of pats his pockets for a second and then like looks down and realizes he's wearing a duster um didn't realize those had pockets yeah they're like invisible she says well wherever this goes i think i think we need to find more of these i think it's well i think that goes without saying definitely feel like uh Getting more of them wouldn't be a bad thing. If they do increase strength, or whatever that means, certainly wouldn't hurt us. Make it easier to take ships. We owe it to the Maker, and we owe it to ourselves. And then she says, Well, this was fruitful. Thank you for cooperating and all that. And she 
turns and pauses for a minute and says, I'll go tell the beast to get the two keys and uh, climbs up the zipline. As soon as she's out of earshot, Dorian's going to turn to the Rambler and say, I don't like her. Yeah, she's giving us some, uh, some weird vibes. She talks in a very she... demeaning way. Eh, kind of understand where she's coming from. Comes from a place of, uh, seeing a lot of things play out and trying to give advice. But, uh, a lot of times that advice just turns into telling. I'll have her know I have a sense of adventure. It's not the same goals. Well, she she keeps on saying, suggesting that I'm not adventurous. I don't like to explore or investigate things. And that's not necessarily true. Just because I'm not too keen on this item doesn't mean that I'm not keen on anything else. Uh, Rambler kind of cocks his head and says, so what are you keen on? What are you looking for out here? I'm looking to try new things to... See the world a little bit better. Um, Got anything to do with your books? Planning on writing one? Or is there somewhere you heard about in there that you want to go? I've read quite a number of adventure stories, yes, and the places, but you can only read a story so long before you just want to explore the worlds that they touch. And I saw my opportunity and I took it. And we're going to places that you can't go on foot alone. I... I just want to try new things. What about you? You know, honestly, I'm feeling like this world is uh, kind of buckling. Place is getting smaller, especially with what's going on down landfall. He kind of has his, like, fingers on his temples, and he says, The world seems to just be getting smaller. Hoping that by going back north, uh, things will get a bit more clear. Seems like we have different pr- perspectives, because to me, the world is getting bigger. Yeah. Comes with age, I guess. Kind of already been around the block, so it's less new. She coming back, or probably not. She was gonna track down the people with the keys. Ah, but I don't know. How have you been doing the past few days, brother? We haven't really talked about uh how you feel about well that doe decahedron that Azazel's been with. How do you feel about him having one beforehand? I mean, someone's bound to discover it. It's better that. He have it unscathed and another vessel acting the way it had in the end. So, something's not quite right about everything. Is anything ever quite right? Good statement. Just getting this foreboding feeling now. Why would it make a whole ship go crazy? Maybe because they're even driven to find two more and they took too long, or. Does that mean we're on a timer now? I don't know. Could possibly be. Just a suggestion. An idea, spitballing stuff here, um, could be the fact that somehow they cut themselves in the process, because considering we do not have any of those marks, and he looks down at his hands to see if he has any cuts from the places he's touched that dodecahedron. Your hands look fine. No cuts. Well, these things are the opposites. Maybe we finally have something we can use to fight back. Have Other Leviathan's been an issue? Well. Thirty-odd years ago, they were a big issue. Almost wiped out landfall again. At least the northern countries. Eh. If you ask me during dinner, I'll probably tell you about it. Right now, I'm getting kind of tired. See you around, brother. You hear Lucinia call down from back on, like, the stern of the ship. Hey, you coming? Bring the objects! Rambler gestures for Dorian to take the bag. 
and he goes back into like the the uh like the cabin part of his dingy ship. You may or may not hear Dorian muttering underneath the spread. Oh, so it's my. I guess I have to do all the work around here. Pointing lazy, mm-hmm. and he grabs his things in the bag and brings it over to to her, uh, or heading off to bring it to her. I should say. Wow. <laughs> Would anyone else like to have a conversation with an NPC or another player? Otherwise, we can go over any clocks people would like to push forward, and then I think you'll reach Port Royal. Uh, I'd like to have one with uh, the Maker. The Maker. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll have I'll have one with uh, with the Zazel. Okay. Maybe it is during a meal. It might be during a meal. That would that would make sense. I feel like that would be an easier time for us to meet each other. Otherwise, like, what is Zazel doing during most of the days? Working and taking care of his brother. Well, what does taking care of his brother look like? Just making sure he's doing all right. Sometimes teaching him things and... Uh, I don't know. I can't think of anything too specific. Little Wolf's been hanging out with Lucinia a lot, but she started to act a little differently ever since, you know, the, the objects have been on board. So uh, I, I think at, at this point, like, yeah, your um, li- little wolf's off, like, doing, like, some cabin boy chores, like, cleaning. Uh, and um, Azazel's having, like, first watch lunch in the in the Orlop deck with Rambler. I guess we decided to sit at the same table just because I feel like that's been something we've kind of been doing since near the beginning. Unless uh, Azazel is trying to avoid Rambler. No. So, how's it going, Hotshot? Just work on the ship. Um, Adele and, and I were, he's teaching me a shitian, and we had a lesson earlier. Or, I mean, what amounts to a lesson when you're learning a shitian from Adele? Yeah. How did, uh, how did it go? More I can words. hear you. You're I sitting think... at the same table as us, Adele. I think I know more words relating to sex than I know about, like, how to ask someone how their day is so far. Guess you get what you pay for. Speaking of which, uh, Rambler kind of looks around the mess hall and notices Slim isn't there. Has, uh, has Slim been smelling different to you recently? I generally try to avoid Slim, so I can't answer that with a affirmative or a negative. You're still avoiding him, even after you laid your cards on the table? That, that actually made me want to avoid him even more, surprisingly. Not sure, actually, you know what, I'm not sure how that's surprising. That's just kind of seems like common sense to me. I mean, said it before, if he was planning on going after you, he would have already come after you. Uh, I suppose, but that doesn't change how I feel. Remember, can I, I... There was something about what I told you guys the other day that I forgot to mention. What's that? So, you know... Okay, so, there was the whole situation with... With, uh... With, with touching the object and all that stuff. When I woke up, or when we woke up, we were covered in the same scratches that those people on that crew were and that hasn't happened to any of you the the rambler kind of like his eyes go a bit narrow and 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 he kind of nods no no it hasn't and uh it's it's been a few days since we touched it right yeah haven't woken up with any scars that's unsettling to say the least it's made me curious but also like concerned did did touching both after you touched the first one did were you like that crew? Go crazy in the same way, or...? No. No, not not really. 
And did, did it feel the same when you touched both of them? I heard a little wolf go one more afterwards. He touched the second one, but... Yeah, well, I mean, we both touched that second one. Wait, I'm sorry, I don't know if I understood what you were asking. He, he specifically said one more, so guess that makes sense. I'm going to look around the cafeteria because I know uh, he was doing his chores on the, the his cabin boy chores. Is he around right now, Joe? Uh, n- not on this deck, no. I still need to, I, I still, I didn't think to even talk to him about that. I suppose I should. guess it would make sense. But uh, other than that, with the, uh, there was a magic. And not going to lie, that's pretty unique. Yeah. Haven't really heard of magic being able to be used freely ever since the collapse. Sorry, not the collapse, the, uh, the silence. What do you mean by freely? Back in my day, there was, uh, you could just take out your hand, bam, orb of light. Didn't have to do nothing special about it. Nowadays, if, if you've heard the stories, you gotta make sure that you salt the ground three times, take a day and a half, and then maybe you'll be able to produce flame. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. Exactly. A lot of people were saying the gods were the reason we could cast magic. Ever since they left, people have been trying to find find other conduits. Part of that's been, uh, weird rituals, and the other part's been making deals with leviathans. As far as you can do with that. I haven't done either of those. Exactly. That's why these things are so special. As far as I can tell, they're not leviathans, so they're just powerful. Huh. I don't... I suppose I should tell the captain... But the detail that I left out. That'd probably be best. I don't know. Did what he was saying before make you a little uncomfortable? Which part of before? Well, both. Well, back in his room, there was like this whole him and him and uh, Lady Lucinia. They they both seem to think or have this like these grand schemes in mind for us. Like were their tools to be used for some destiny that they want to fulfill? I can. Tell you, it doesn't really sit right with me, but in the end, y'all are just kind of young, trying to find your own way, and that's fine, but being swept up into something bigger, especially something with the whole world's at stake, something like that, just doesn't feel right. Supposed to figure out who you are, then affect the world. I don't know. Like I said, it makes me a little uncomfortable the way that the captain was uh, referring not only to, like, me, but, like, everyone on the crew, or not, not everyone on the crew, everyone in the room. Like, he had some vendetta to fulfill and we were his tools to do so but he also uh tries to make it the ship a democracy tries to make sure everyone's voice is heard at least for better or for worse so it's not like he's just trying to force it at the same time though it definitely i'm getting the feeling you remind him of someone that he's lost and that by making it up to you he'll make it up to himself i don't like being serving as a stand-in for someone well then you should let him know that but what if you're not right then I'm just accusing him of something. Yes, that's also true. You always ask him about it? I suppose. I'll think about it. I don't know. I just, it's just, it's its weird. You gonna finish that? And he, he, he points to, like, the bowl of uh, soup that you have. Yes. Yes, I'm going to finish it. <laughs> Dorian and the Rambler should probably talk about their magic. Yeah, that makes sense. Are you going to approach me or am I going to approach you? I think this time Dorian is going to approach you, but I don't know what you're doing at the moment. Uh, I'll probably like be on my ship. I'm, I'm most of the time I'm, I'll, I'll say about 50-50 I'm on my ship. 
Uh, you're not really sure when the Rambler sleeps, because he always seems to be up before and after you. But, it, like, the Rambler never really gets in anyone's way late at night, because he's always just down on his ship. Okay, Dorian is going to slink around. I think he's going to aim for going to your room, since it's the most private, and kind of wait around and knock, and see if you're in it. Yeah, uh, Rambler says, it's open. Dorian, uh, peeks his head in, his hat on hanging by the uh, thread around his throat so that his head can sneak in through the crack and says, Oh, come on in, brother. He goes in. Rambler is uh, sitting at a desk tinkering with some old tech. He closes the door behind him and says, So about our deal? Wanted to talk at all or before Port Royal, at least? Yeah, that would uh, definitely make sense. So, uh, you get your power from a dodecahedron or what? No, I I wouldn't say that, no. Still been trying to put it together, where exactly you draw your magic from. I guess you could say strange things of more magical nature have always happened to me since I was a child. Now this is starting to sound like a storybook. I guess in a way, yeah. But, yeah, no. I, I, magic felt like the natural next step. It kind of just happened. Mm-hmm. So, it's your whole life you've been able to do magic. I wouldn't say that, no. I said magical things happened when I was little. Not necessarily me suddenly being able to do it. Does that make sense? Just odd things. Here and there. Doors close in. More like doors wouldn't remain locked and rooms can never keep me in. Huh. Benefit. I mean, the things would benefit. I, I guess you could say that, yeah. Interesting. Well... In that case, you might actually be something special. Let me just spend a long time. Spend pre-silence. I've ever seen someone who could just have magical things happen around them. I mean... Otherwise, it's been related to Leviathans or a lot of work. I do a lot of work, actually. Uh, But you said it would just happen. I mean, that felt like the hint that something was naturally occurring. I, I don't know how to describe it. I, I mean, strange things happened, yes, but I, I got it. I have quite a number of things that I have to do a lot of work for here. Uh, he takes off the ring that's on his finger and presents it to, to the Rambler. Um, it is a small, I believe it's made out of silver with a, an amber attached to it. And inside the amber is a centipede with many, many, many legs. Some of which, upon closer look, are missing. Should I be making an arcana check on this? Uh, at jail. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. You can if you want to. With a 17, do I learn anything of the nature of this ring? Is it is it inherently magical? I don't know exactly how to answer You remember the, the ritual that I wrote up, correct, Joe? Uh, vaguely. Oh, lovely. Because uh, I'm not entirely sure how to respond to it, because I don't know if how it... it... It, if it's a, it, if it's a ritual subject, it would be yes, it would be magical. Okay, because like like I said, I don't know how magic works for other classes in comparison. Because I know rituals are involved for many of them, but I don't know how that compares between them, and if that will say something else for Arcana check. So, no, yeah, I I think door door or the Rambler recognizes it's it's an altered item. Can I tell the nature of how it was altered? It's really hard because. Uh, new magic 
can get really wacky and all kinds of different things can happen. I'm going to cast Detect Magic then. Uh, You see the Rambler like kind of mutter something under his breath. This might be Joe too, because I don't know if how far does that extend? Does it only go only to one object or a, a radius? It's a radius. Okay. It is a radius. I know one other object, but I don't know if Joe will have you pick up anymore. Let me message you the object in Facebook, Joe, and then you can let him know what he sees. I can just also read the description of Detect Magic, if that would help. The, the spell does penetrate most barriers and is blocked by a foot of stone. An inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt. So unless you have the other magical item, like, inside of lead or something, I'll probably see it with Detect Magic. So new magic items that have undergone a ritual don't actually usually appear as, in quotation marks, magic items. Magic items, in quotation marks, are, like, really special and super important and super scary. But ritual items are kind of more like spell components. They take way more preparation and way more stuff than spell components, and they aren't used up when you cast the spell, but yeah. So you don't exactly pick out, like, oh yeah, this ring and this object on Dorian's person and this thing are magical. You just get, like, a magical feel from Dorian. Dorian himself. Either he has items on him, or some part of him is magical. And can I kind of get at the nature? Multiple overlapping natures cool but he he at least partially smells of new magic what what does new magic mean does new magic mean post silence magic post silence magic which is uh especially dangerous especially complicated usually requires you to sacrifice something important to get it to work often involves very long lengthy rituals that can get pretty dark pretty spicy i've i've seen this before not this, this ring, but I've seen what it means. You, Whether you know it or not, you've been doing rituals. It's the only way you'd get that kind of magic to work. I mean, this it was a rather lengthy process uh, to create this. It's I use this for uh, that prestidigitation spell. Uh, every time I use it, he points to the centipede. A leg disappears. Eventually, I'll have to make another one once all the legs are removed. Makes sense, but Lucinia's right. If we are going to get more powerful, what kind of other things are you going to need to make? He shrugs and says, well, the the ones that I've made so far haven't been anything dangerous. Just a ring out of things like honey and bees wing and jewelry and another object being just maple sugar and Finding a well. Where, where did you live before you came to this ship? Lawfield. And just what? a small town. Oh. oh, just gonna give it to you straight. This kind of magic, especially, especially when you try to do big things with it, ends up asking a lot from you. I've uh, mostly stayed away from it, but it can get very dangerous very fast. I can handle it. <laughs> That's what everyone thinks that uses it. I can handle it, either. Look, I chat. You can handle it to an extent, but when you when you get to the point where you can't, just let me know. We try to bail you out somehow. Okay. I I seriously doubt that'll be 
necessary, but no, I, like I said, these, these are simple. These are easy to, to make. I it just requires some time and effort. Maybe most possibly being spit or drop of blood, but no, it's, it's nothing extreme. Nothing extreme yet. Where do you, where do you learn the recipes for these? In books too, or? Sure. Sure. That doesn't sound very sure. Where do you learn your magic? How does yours work? Years and years and years of trying. Working with others, failing with others, and then taking what we got from there. And you do these rituals as well? No, uh, kind of gestures to the desk uh, with, like, all the stuff on it. Been, uh, working on finding other ways to make it work. Less dangerous. It's going well so far. Ah, uh, so you can just do it. I guess you could say that. Okay. Look, not sure where you're learning how to make these. Unless you just... Recipes come to your head, which doesn't exactly sound safe. But if you're getting too deep and ask for a way out, you're like the first person I've met who've, who did this type of magic. Okay. I'll keep that in mind, I guess. Um, I'm fine, though. Uh, like I said, I've been dealing with something related to this for quite a while, and nothing ill has come of it, so... I think that's that's where our scene might end. The one important thing to note, Rambler, as, as Dorian leaves, you realize those ritual items, the, like when he described a ritual to you, that was advanced stuff. If anyone has uh, clocks they want to tick forward, you may do so. Uh, I think up to two ticks for these ten days. Wait, is this poster yeah. after, after our two ticks? Okay, because... Okay. Uh, I... Yeah. Yo, you go first. I've been... I was wanting yeah. to... I think tick one of just being with the crew and trying to be more integrated. Sure, start a clock for crew integration. Uh, I'll put it at four... Four ticks, and you can tick one. Mm-hmm. Do, do I have a third tick... Was was the last one one that Dorian started, or since I was in the scene, does that count as my third tick? Oh, uh, I kind of gave up on the three actions thing because our scenes took a really long time. Um, but that's true, they did. When I mean tick a clock, I mean like if you have something I've told you is like an ongoing thing to make a clock for. So like the the quintessential example I think would be um, Azaza learning Achetillon, which is like a six tick clock. You can like add two to those for the rest of the travel time though uh rambler if you have like a furthering my research clock you want to make oh hell yeah i do all right add or uh furthering your research i'm gonna put that at eight eight ticks eight tick clock and tick two of it anyone else yeah my other one was just gonna be uh working with sister more getting more acquainted with charts and uh sea navigation Oh, oh yeah. Uh, that yeah, that I I think that would be getting comfortable with the frontier because the frontier is like super uncharted. Not a lot of people know about it, and I I would I would put that at six ticks. All right, y'all. I'm not gonna be interacting with anyone for the rest of the uh, campaign until I get my research done. 
That's very fair. I do the same. I'm gonna I'm gonna rush my research so I can be OP and then we can uh then we can come back to actually interacting. <laughs> Speedrun strats. I got at least one tick, which you could probably predict. It's that book that Dorian has. I would like mm -hmm. to read it again at some point, which maybe like after the thing you could tell me what is said. Yes. I'll tell you about it after. Okay. The other tick that I just mostly wanted to establish at some point is uh, it's not really like something that's ongoing, but like something that I think, I don't know if the beast would be very happy with it, but I think Dorian finds a location above deck to to go and light maybe some incense so that not only does his, his smell get rejuvenated, but also he can breathe in the, the smoke that it creates. Sure, nobody really minds if it's on deck, not below decks. Yeah, he's not going to be that, like, guy <laughs> for this case. No, yeah. Everyone's all trying to do magic and research-related things, and Adele is always too scared. I think what he's doing is mainly uh, been practicing his dueling because sitting on a boat on the ship for so long has been bothering him, and he hasn't been able to really, like, get some exercise out. Ooh, Azazel would chat, would uh would offer to join you in your training in this well, as far as dueling goes. Perfect. As he Sweet. like teaches you how to learn how to how to speak uh he would um it's kind of fun doing it while dueling at the same time as well. You want to like have that really I don't know, I I kind of like imagine like him like teaching you words as also while he slaps you on the butt with his sword <laughs> if you guys want to add another lay to, layer to it if you ever want to do it while dorian is currently burning some incense <laughs> feel free to join in that general area yes <laughs> like a wild wild party's going on uh... i mean i imagine if anyone asks he will say what the incense is so then you guys can kind of have a better idea of what it smells like do it okay so the incense is juniper uh, which has a very wood-like, cedary, sort of cedary-like scent to it. So that's kind of what you smell like. It has a very calming effect on the body. Adele would probably just find that rather amusing to feel calm while uh, fighting at the same time. Let's get that paradox in. But other than that, I think that's pretty much all that Adele would be doing. <laughs> Hi, hello, and welcome back to Tempting Fate. I am your imaginary friend, Jordan Page, and I play as Zazel, as well as the primary producer of the podcast. And the rest of the cast includes Joseph, our dum-dum mister, Leanne as Dorian, Tori as Adele, Max Landy as The Rambler, and Elliot Waters as Slim. Once again, I want to thank you for tuning into our podcast here, and if you are enjoying it, please consider leaving a review on your podcast listening service of choice. We are now available on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcast, as well as many of the other podcast listening services. Also consider following us on Twitter over at Tempting Fate Pod. There is a video version of this podcast over at my YouTube channel, Imaginary. Included in the video version is trivia about the production and the world of the podcast, as well as art and reference material. The atmospheric audio that you'll hear on this podcast is from Tabletop Audio. We post every two weeks, so this episode is going up on the 2nd, which means we'll see you again on the 16th. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you have a wonderful day.
guys approach the area of the sea charts where Port Royal is marked, the Beast brings up his most trusted crew, which happens to be you guys, to the quarterdeck. And he says, All right, thank you all for joining me. I know things have gotten weird since, uh, since that fiasco with the objects, but we got them squared away, and uh, we'll be getting into port finally. And we can all take a load off, and when we get back, it'll be business as usual. Though if y'all find anything strange you think we should know about, be sure to bring it on back to the ship. In the meantime, I've counted out all our gold. The barrel you guys found was about 540. I need around 130 for careening the vessel and reprovisioning it. <clears throat> uh, poor, poor Jim gets an extra 10 for his missing leg. Other than that, everyone gets eight pieces of gold, so here are your shares. And he puts in eight pieces of Carthaginian gold sovereigns in everyone's hands. So you may add eight pieces of gold to your sheet. Now, I brought you all up here because I think right now you're the most important crew on this ship. I know things have gotten interesting, but I hope I hope nobody's been grating on you the past... Uh, past 10 days but once we get into port you're free to do as you wish we'll have about three days in town then i think i want to head into the frontier proper sort of the the in-between place between the continent of viridia in the west and the halcyon halcyon coast to the east i think i want to meet up with some crimson legion contacts start networking a bit find some good pirate lanes good routes what do y'all think? Sounds fine with me. <clears throat> I don't really know anything about pirating, so I don't have an opinion here. Well, sure, but you're all valued members of the crew. If y'all would like to, say, go treasure hunting instead, we could do that. Slim and I have a place that we'd like to uh, drop off. Are we allowed to stay a little bit longer on land? It's been a while since we touched actual Earth. I wouldn't mind it if... We could do some exploring around. Sure. If you want a week ashore leave, maybe, uh, especially if we find anything interesting going on on the island, that could be a decent way to go. It'd be yeah. much appreciated if we could. Sure. I, I mean, I'm not the be-all end-all here. You're, you're the people I want to hear from after everything that's gone down. If you think all things considered, could use maybe a week on the island of Port Royal, maybe a bit more. Certainly. And if there are any freak storms, well, we'll know where to look. Sounds like a good deal to me. Shit, uh, <laughs> this might not be the time, but that reminds me, uh, I keep, I guess I keep forgetting to add details. Um, there was a storm after we touched the object when I was younger. Sidebrows oh. raised. Really? I think the storm that we suffered was part of that. So there's a pattern. I guess we're going to be looking out for storms. Aye, aye. All right, crew. Rubs his hands together. You hear from the crow's nest, the sister who's on lookout shouts, Land ho! And he points in the distance to Bank of Gathering Clouds. And he says, see that over there? That's the island. We call it the Island of Tor. Back in, back in my day when I was a lad in the Royal Navy, uh, we used to call it, uh, it was marked on our maps, Nordgrenze. I think, 
or Nord, Nordgrens, it depends on who you ask, on sea charts. It was originally settled by Veristensen. It changed hands since, but we still use the Veristenish word, Tor. It means gateway, I believe. A gateway to the frontier. We'll weigh anchor in Port Royal, the biggest settlement on the Halcyon Sea, and Radon's jewel of the frontier. He kind of scoffs and chuckles to himself. If it's lining your pockets, that is. As y'all get closer, you start to see the clouds kind of like part, and you start to see a mountain rising in the distance. And um, lush jungle coating the land you can see. And the island comes into view, and there is a massive port with ships coming in and out of all shapes and sizes, though no Carthaginian ships. As the captain brings it in, you notice there are lavish estates lining the coastline, as well as expansive plantations, but the town itself looks not very... It, it doesn't look like fancy. It doesn't look upper class, uh, at least not the part you can see. It looks like a port. It looks like any port. As you come into dock, uh, you can all also see towering above the rest of the town is a manor on top of a or an estate atop a hill and the beast points that out as the governor's manor when the party docks and weighs anchor and starts unloading cargo and loading on new provisions the beast pulls everyone aside as you're getting off he pulls the party aside and he says all right this is the city and he kind of waves his arm, and we see the main road leading up from the docks as the rest of the ship's crew hustles out and all scatter immediately to brothels and inns. The city is nothing like Port City. Port City is bustling, but it's also like very metropolitan. This feels like an outlaw haven. No, it feels like it's designed to cater to sailors. There's a tavern selling strong drink and fresh-cooked food, a brothel, and a gambling house on every street. People are shouting, hawking their wares, or flaunting their bodies at you from, like, windows. As you watch, like, there's a mugging going on in the street in front of you. No one seems to be bothering it. Like, people are giving it a wide berth. There's a body lying in an alleyway. You can just see its feet and, like, stray dogs are gathering around it. There appears to be no presence of the law, though the city is certainly under Radonian control. And the beast explains, uh, This was originally founded by Veristenish explorers. There were They were the first trailblazers in this part of the world. Since then, it's changed hands quite a few times. It was Margulik for a time, even Thanderalian for a little while. They strung up these beautiful silks above the causeways and marketplaces to shield them from the sun, many of which are still around today. Anyway, the crown's presence isn't as noticeable here as you can see, unless you wander near the governor's manor, that is. Port Royal is mostly a port of call for Radonian naval operations in and around the frontier. Well, that and a steady stream of taxable commerce. The governor may take a more lax approach to the law around here, but make no mistake, it is all in the pursuit of profit. Here you are not free. That being said, keep your heads down, all right? And have a weapon with you at all times. Maybe follow the Rambler fellow around and his warden buddy. No one's going to mess with them. And he kind of lets everyone on their way with that.
Uh, Slim and Rambler immediately ditch everyone else. <laughs> I'm Wait, joking. Uh, I I'm so torn because I because like do I tr- I don't trust anyone on the ship. I would have to bring my brother with me, but the city's also dangerous. Do Lucinia? She he's been already hanging out with little, her for a while. A little fast if he can go with she's, Lucinia. Yeah, she's been really scary recently, and I don't like her right now. Do you say that to him? Yeah, I think I'd mention that to him. He says, "What are you talking about? She's been so cool." She's been showing me how to use my magic. Like the captain, that she's been acting weird. What do you mean? Hold, hold up, hold up. Is, is also, there... he was not are... saying that within uh, yeah. within audio range of everyone else. Okay, I was going to ask, like, are we nearby when this is all occurring? Or, because I... I... I assume Little Wolf pulled you aside to be like, hey, I want to go with Lucinia. And... Go where? Like, he's either go, you're either coming with me or you're staying on the ship. There's not going with Lucinia. What? Lucinia's just going to the church. It's not like anyone's gonna attack me at a church. We don't know the city, and the captain was specifically saying how dangerous it was. Yeah, Lucinia, like, dude, if anyone attacks us, I'll just firebolt them. With the 16 perception, can I hear their very loud whispers? <laughs> no, I, I'm gonna say they, they like, he, he pulled, he pulled you aside, so, like, you're, you're, and you're in a crowded area. If she pulls any weird shit, I will light her on fire and come What's back. What's not to her? I'm worried about entirely. Really? I don't want you off the ship if you're gonna be not with me. What? It, we, you already know I can take care of myself. I don't need my big brother leading me by the hand everywhere. That is not true. You cannot. You're you're only ten. I will not he let kinda, you. He kind of pushes you away and he says, "Come on." Think of all the shit we've done. You didn't need to guide me through it when I bailed us out of that gambling den back in Port City, remember? It's just... I will hand him the only knife that I have on me. He says, no, no, you need that. You need that too. I got... No. (laughs) Come on. No. Come on. If you're gonna go... If you're gonna go with Lady Lucinia, you are going to hold on to the knife. Fine, J- you stick with someone else who has a knife too, okay? So, because I won't be there to bail you out. He, you, you both know he's bailed you out of like one situation once. All right, all right, all right, all right. Good. Hey, good luck. If you if you do anything cool, come get me, okay? Making big scores. And I'm, I'm gonna tag along with Dorian with whatever he's doing. Uh, back with the rest of the party. Dorian and Azazel and Adele and. Slim and the Rambler. Are you guys going to split apart? Go your separate ways? Are you going to do things together? What's up? Well, the way I see it, uh, Rambler kind of points to Slim. We got someone we're trying to find here, aren't we? Trying to... Where were the last on the, uh, whole warden business? Well, we were going to check up on, see if there was a boat that docked called the LaBelle. Uh, because it was harboring some people we're looking for. That's what Slim and I will be doing. Feel free to come with us, but uh, want to see the city. Guess you can strike it out on your own. I personally wouldn't mind hitting up a bathhouse of some sort and maybe exploring what yeah. the city has to offer. Check out some bookstores. Hey, I'm warning you, beasted say, stick together. Yeah, now that I have some money, this is like the most money I've ever had. I'm going to see if I could buy a sword, so I'm going to go with Dorian. And don't you want to stick with the two of them? Make sure they don't get in trouble. You know, I feel like, you know what, I'm not going to say any stupid stupid things, yes. Wait, so where are you going? Sorry, I said that it sounded a little slurred. I meant to say, 
I was trying to say something dumb, and then what I said was, I'm not going to say anything that's dumb. Instead, I'm just going to agree and say I'm going to go with Adele, you, you hear a woman shout down at you from a second-story window. Hey there, handsome! First night's 20% off for someone like you! <laughs> Adele, like, clicks his head back and, like, does, you know, that, that teeth click, like, and just smiles and he's like you make quite the offer i see what i can do maybe i have some time tonight i'll be waiting and then he turns like down to face you guys he's like i don't need to pay for pussy (laughs) (laughs) so who do we want to follow first uh adele and uh the the children adele dorian and we are um, adults i am 19 I think you're all 19. No, Azazel's 18. How old is Adele? Um, hold on one second. Uh, Adele is 19, right? Or, or am I totally tripping? I thought he was in his 20s. Okay, I have it listed as 20. All right. So cool. if anything, Azazel's the baby of the group, Wait, not Dorian. If we're going shopping, then maybe I'm going to try to convince uh, Little Wolf to come with us, because if we're just going shopping, I don't. I still don't like the idea of him being in the city alone. Okay, Little now Wolf's, we're babysitting. Little Wolf's already <laughs> gone. Damn it. That's all I'm going to be thinking about now. Our, our two resident old men, the, uh, the, the Warden and the Rambler. Let's, okay, let, let's follow the Warden and the Rambler first and see what they do first, and then uh, cut to our young punks. So, uh, Slim and Rambler, y'all, uh, probably the first place for you guys to head would be, like, uh, the Dock House. Where boats would like sign in and sign out, stuff like that, where records are kept. Makes sense. You walk into the boathouse to see a bespectacled tiefling sitting at the counter, uh, mulling over papers. Uh, they don't look up and say, What is it? I'm looking to see if a certain boat has uh, been docked here, passed by recently. The uh, LaBelle? Port of Call. Was that, would that be where they're from or? Yeah. Okay, let's see. Uh. Where were we? When they we came in landfall originally. We're in landfall, alright. Uh from landfall. Hmm. He flips through. I got one LaBelle uh put in from Port City Landfall. Yep. That's the one. Cargo ship uh hold on, I got I got conflicting records. Nobody fills out crew manifests, right? They say they were shipping weapons. This one says they had some passengers on board. Uh why why are you interested? Warden business. Uh the for the first time the tiefling looks up and their eyebrows raise and they say Oh I I'm sorry, sir. Here the 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 records are here and they like kinda of push back in their chair and push the papers towards you they they kind of like lean over to look at the rambler with a weird look as you start mulling over the the papers okay yeah i'll i'll look through them uh see if i can see one those passenger manifestos see if i can find uh big jim and sally under passenger names you do not see any big jim and sally but do make an investigation check all righty to do investigation Oh, shit. Nice. What is it? Fuck yeah, not 20. Ooh, that's perfect. Okay. Uh, Ooh! I see. You you spot it. Uh, On one of the crew manifests, it has a passenger list, and it is incomplete, but you see two pseudonyms 
that you've heard Big Jim and Sally use in the past. The first, like, for Sally, it's like Miss McLaughlin, and for Big Jim, it's uh, Holt Firebrand. There they are. You look at where the ship was headed, and it says it arrived a full month ago. It docked and remained in port for one week. It's unknown whether it was offloading cargo that whole time or if it was on, cr- uh, if the crew was on leave, etc. It then says that it made to leave one week later, but was delayed by a freak thunderstorm. And then immediately two days after, after repairs were made to the rigging and masts after the storm, another freak thunderstorm hit, in which it was delayed another three days. And finally, after almost two weeks in port, it set sail, headed to, it It just says, further islands along the Halcyon coast, and then underneath destination Halcyon proper, and uh, one of the islands does have a name, uh, Aquila. Alrighty. And they stayed, they arrived a month ago, stayed for two weeks, and then left? Almost two weeks, yes, due to two freak storms delaying their progress. And they are going to Halcyon proper. They're they're headed towards the Halcyon coast. They're making stops at different islands in the Halcyon Sea. The only named island it shows is the island Aquila. Alrighty, thank you, thank you. Alright. Is it just me or did that say two freak stones? Yeah, I picked up on that as well. I think we might not be the only ones who have found one of those artifacts. Well, guess we should, uh, move on out of here. Yeah, would have been too easy had they been here for a whole month. Getting closer, though. Thank you for your help. I leave a silver piece on the table. Of course, sir. Always happy to do my part for the Empire. And they slip the silver piece into a sleeve. Take care now. Hope you catch your perp. As do I. As you're leaving, uh, right as you shut the door, you hear a hushed voice say, All right, you can come back out now. And a door open behind you. Uh, But of course, then the door is shut. What's the room that we're, are we leaving like we're out on the street now? I was thinking, yeah, you're out on the street. You leave the uh, the boathouse. You can double back and go back in if you wish to investigate, but... I would no, like no need. to... It, there wouldn't be a window, like an, e- <laughs> an easy way of listening in, would there? There's not a window into that office that you were in, but there is a window into, like, the front waiting room, and everything looks normal there. Mm-hmm. I think I will... I will double back. You hear something? Yeah, I think I did. Hold on one moment. Kind of quietly, or try to be quiet when approaching again. I'm assuming that the sound of the streets covers it for the most part. I like to just re-enter and ask, and they'll be like, Oh, right, I forgot. Uh, I was also asked by a friend to look up uh, another ship. Uh, but, like, I was, would I stop mid-sentence by seeing people back in the room that weren't there before? You turn around and open the door and you hear do are you making any stealthy attempt to open the first door because there are actually two doors in between you and that office because you go through the main room and then the office i didn't explain the layout of this place but yeah you were in like a an upstairs i'll just make a a quick stealth check to see how squeaky that door is certainly yeah okay 12 okay i'm gonna say that's good with the noise outside and the fact that there's still another door in between, you open the first one and you enter the room and, you know, quickly, you know, the noise of the street quiets as you enter and, you know, you smell like varnished wood and um, old musty papers and then you hear murmuring voices from the, uh, up the stairs in the office you just left. Make a perception, I'm assuming? 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's better. 16. Yes, you, you hear... No, no, they weren't after you. It, they just asked about the LaBelle. Yeah, this one. No. Yeah. No, it's nothing. I'm sure it's nothing. It, wardens are, aren't common, but not every single one is after your ass, man. All right, it doesn't sound like it's my guys, so I'm leaving. Okay. Yeah, as, as, as you're leaving, they say, just relax and go back. Make sure your hiding spot's secure. And uh, you shut the door behind you. Uh, yeah, I'll... Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. You leave those people be and you return to the street. So you have a new lead, but unfortunately it is out at sea again and you have perhaps up to a week to chill here. What is, before we go to Team Youngbloods, where are the Rambler and Slim going to spend their evening? Well, anything you want to take care of? Nothing in particular, brother. Just, uh, I don't want to just kick back. When I go to the, it just looks at the closest bar. The drunken whale, huh? How original. Alright. That's where they end up. Dorian, Adele, and Azazel, what's the first stop for y'all? God, I've got a list of places I want to go to, but I, f- I personally vote for uh, a bathhouse. It, w- it would be difficult to find one unless you're on the posh side of town, and not many sailors slash no sailors go to the posh side of town. Um, We could look for one, uh, but uh, I think I would rather wait to do the bathhouse until I can collect my brother, because he's going to need a bath as well. Quick question. So if this is built like a typical uh, city and Dorian had been wandering the streets of Port City, would he be aware of like where potentially he could get, let's say, books and such or see any events going on, etc.? Uh, you're looking for like bookshops? Bookshops, potentially good places to get clothes, um, see what events might be in town that might be of interest for him, etc.? Most of everything you can see from here, kind of your area around the docks, is just all brothels, gambling dens, and inns. Like, 100%. There, There is some housing, uh, usually like second stories and third stories, above the different inns and uh, brothels. And you are here, you are almost constantly being harassed on the street for people who want your money, or drunks trying to like heckle you for whatever reason there are no nice places to buy clothes you don't see anywhere where you can buy books uh he frowns and says everything i want doesn't seem to be in this side of the town well uh then maybe we should go to the other side of town let's do some shopping in the other part of town and then we can check out the bathhouse i would advise against that i would advise bathhouse first then shopping considering how we might be better accepted if we look presentable. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Well, then maybe I'll pick a different day to make my brother take a bath. Somebody is here has got to know where a bathhouse exists. Uh, maybe we can ask around, uh, possibly explore the fancier side of town, but I prefer if we go as directly as possible in case we get unwanted attention to ourselves. Yeah, uh, well, what do you have in mind? Just ask around. 
uh, maybe on the border of the fancier and the not so fancy side of town. Uh, that, see if anyone knows. Idea. I'm full of good ideas. Well, yeah, sure. sometimes. Okay. So I want to roll for investigation, I guess, to see if we can't find anybody who could tell us where to go. Who are you looking for? I or where where are you looking for people? I I suggested the mid border, like the border of the fancy and the um, not so fancy side of town, so that way there might be some intermingling and people were are more likely to know where to go. There isn't really anyone near the border area. It looks like the two sections really keep to themselves. Shoot. <sighs> Well, like a lot of the shops around the nicer part of town just appear to be closed down at this time of the day, and there's no one really walking around. What time of the time of the day is it? Like afternoon. They're closed that early. Okay. Um, it's more. It's it's more around dinner time. Got it. He, I guess, is going to say fuck it after. Well, not literally, but uh, he's going to go and start wandering closer and closer to the fancy side of town having not found anybody and if those two want to keep following him so be it but he is determined to figure out where this place is wandering around the fancy side of town the streets look all but deserted the only place where you find people gathering is around a large building marked royal theater what's going on here it looks like uh some sort of performance is being played if you want to make a survival check, you could try to find your way to a bathhouse. Oh, but the theater. <laughs> uh, is there any indication if, if this is a one-time event or if there's going to be, like, a, a repeat of this? I'm going to stick around and listen and you got no clue. figure out what's going on. Uh, is there anybody manning the entrance or anything like that? You do hear someone shouting, single file, single file. Offer your two copper pieces at the gate, standing room only. He's gonna head over towards them. Yeah, I wanna get near close by too. I wanna try to get in line. I wanna see if I can attend this event. It's a huge rushing throng of people. None of them look like they're dressed in fancy attire. I mean, some are kind of nice, but not really. And it smells terrible. Um, I think I'd like to subtly use prestidigitation to adjust the smell of the cloth underneath my note, like, nearby my face to see if I can get anything s better smelling. It doesn't help all that much. It's warm and humid, and there are a ton of people here, most of which probably haven't bathed in weeks. He he goes up to the person who is manning the uh, the money, uh, the, the till, and asks... Uh, you'd have to wait in line. Uh, <laughs> you'd have to wait so in guess... a long line. He, he turns to Adele and um, Azazel and asks, well, we could do one of two things. We could see if they have a repeat performance of this, because I would love to see exactly what is playing, or we can watch it tonight instead and visit the bathhouse tomorrow. I don't know. I'm curious enough to stay. I, uh, I, I you know, I have never been too big a fan of bathhouses, so if I can wait for it, then um, all the more why not a fan of bathhouses? Isn't it just a house for a bath, or he doesn't like being naked around people? Wait. I just don't. I just don't want to make people uncomfortable. You know. Wait, there's no <laughs> private section in a bathhouse. Usually, uh, it's not quite the case. Usually, it's all one, all one big area. His eyes kind of go wide a little bit. 
Dorian, I think you've only read about bathhouses because you lived in a town where people just bathed in the nearby stream. Oh no, I figured that. Last time I went to a bathhouse, I accidentally pulled down everything and I made a grown man cry. So I'm trying to avoid similar situations. What do you mean you made a grown man cry? How did you make a grown uh, man cry? Just leave it as a... You want, you want to see it? You are really asking me this question. Um... I... I just, I guess I don't understand what you mean. Like, how would you have made someone cry? Wait, is nudity, like, uncommon? You know, how about, uh, how about we save it for another day? Okay, new plan. <laughs> we go attend the play afterwards. We bathe in this, see if we can't find a nearby stream or some sort of water body. Bathe there. And the next day, hit up the shops. Okay. Uh, are you going to be okay with that, though? Seems like you were a bit surprised by the idea that you would have to bathe around other people in the first place. So you're going to bathe somewhere very public. Depends on the location. Why not go through the forest a bit if there is one nearby? There's a stream. Otherwise, I prefer to get some sort of robe because I don't feel comfortable revealing everything. Okay, it's up to you, but like, I don't know. It's... We'll play it by ear. <laughs> you both seem very weird about nudity. It's strange. How so? I don't know, you both just seem very uncomfortable by it. It's just weird. So the plan is for you guys to go to the nearby stream and bathe there? See if there's a, a private stream, and if there's not, Bathos it is. I'm just gonna say, like, y'all don't have to roll for it. You find but, a river. But we do want to go like... hit up the play, though. Too. You want to watch the play first? Yeah. Yeah. If we're gonna be in a throng of sweaty people, I'd rather wait until after we're bathed. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you, you wait, uh... It it takes a while for like the the crowd to subside and you finally get in. Uh, it costs two copper pieces. Can you make change? The playmaster kind of like cut like combs through a bag of gold coins and shrugs and says, "Want to make a donation?" I don't have that much money. Uh, Dorian, can you make change? I only have gold on hand. Here's a single piece of gold. <clears throat> a way overpay for something. Great. You know what? You know what? You can have one of the seats on the uh, on the second row. Just go through the stairs on your left when you go in. There are a few still open. Thanks, sir. Wait, how much better is the view on the second row? Uh, quite a bit. You don't have to constantly jockey for a look at the stage. You don't have to constantly deal with the shouting and booing and roaring of the crowd. How much is the usual amount to go and sit there? Almost all the seats are always reserved, but the governor's family had a reservation for that area, and they dropped it. So, hey, guess it's up for grabs, and if you're willing to give up a gold, well, sure. Can I use an insight check to see if it's actually originally worth a gold? Sure. 19. Hmm, value's probably more at, like, And to be fair, I wasn't just paying for myself. If I'm paying a whole gold piece, I'm paying for everybody. That's what I'm asking. Because I just paid... <laughs> Like, almost, I paid a hundred times more, basically. Fifty times more than the tickets were worth. So I was mm -hmm. expecting yeah. it to go for yeah. everybody. And that's why I'm asking how much it's worth, because then maybe we can go and save money if we go to the second row. How much is it, I think? It, uh, uh, to, like, if you, were, if you were from a noble family and you wanted to reserve a, a like, row, maybe, like, three silver pieces... Yeah, then I, I already paid all of that, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna pay for everyone to go up to the second row with the gold that I donated. Well, I mean, I mean, you gave him a gold, and he's like, "Okay, you can go up," and that's it. That's all oh. he said. 
let me let me finish what I'm doing. <laughs> he he says that seems rather high for one single seat in the second row. Why not allow multiple of like in fact all of us go? He gives you a blank look and says, you some kind of group. I suppose you could say that. Listen, pal, people like you don't get to sit up there. That's just the way it goes. This man gave me a goddamn gold piece, so I don't give a damn right now. But if you test my patience, I'll kick you out. Now, you want to see the show or not? Yes. Gold piece, come on. <sighs> okay. Um, He is going to... uh, And... and... Do we hand it directly to him or put it in the bag? You, ha- you put it in his hand. He's holding out his hand. Is there a bag right next to him? He has a bag clutched in the other hand that he was rummaging through briefly. It's closed the way he's holding oh, it. Shit. Okay. Were you going to try something? Maybe. He's, he, <laughs> he's getting a little impatient and says, look, if the rest of you just want standing seats, fine. Go on in. Your friend paid a gold piece. It doesn't even matter. I'm not getting paid enough for this. You guys get to see the play from the pit, which is where all the common folk dwell. Is this like 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 a Shakespeare, like classic Shakespeare style? Yeah, like for how sure. you oh, okay. It's an alright performance, but there's a lot of heckling. A lot of people in the crowd yell or throw things. It's very much like an old school globe theater style Shakespeare play where it was like really rowdy and the wealthy people who get like the upper balcony seats don't have to deal with any of it. But for you down here in the standing room only flood of people, sometimes it's a little hard to enjoy the play due to people shouting, throwing things on stage, etc., making lewd jokes. But the play itself is pretty okay. It's incredibly generic. It is a romance comedy, a rom-com, if you will, with the characters being influenced by fairy magic to do dumb things which causes romance and hilarity um the actors are trying their best and they're putting on a pretty okay performance despite the conditions but the play itself is very generic dorian you've read like a similar plot to this like a hundred times it's like a shittier midsummer night's dream so It's getting towards the end of the play, towards the third act, where the main romantic couple is learning that they're under the influence of a love potion, and the fey king, Oberon, is going to reveal himself. Adele highly, like, like, relates to this character. Actually watching a Shakespeare play. It's like if Midsummer were way shittier, is what you're watching. See, see, Um, See, like, I, I just want to say that, like, while at first Adele wasn't, didn't feel, like, his face didn't feel, like, look, like, too pleased to go to this play, now he's really into it. Dorian, you notice something strange in the third act. A new character is introduced. An actor comes on stage during a scene transition and stays in the background for a few scenes on end not saying anything. Their costume consists of yellow robes and yellow rags wrapped around their head in such a way that it would look like it would conceal their vision, kind of mummifying them. And on their head, they wear a crown. As far as you can see, there's like no character here on the cast list. All the actors are on stage already. But this person just lurks in the background for a few scenes until... The middle of Act 3, where things are finally ramping up, it's all coming to the climax. 
and the play is suddenly and abruptly called off. Uh, what looks like maybe the playwright or the showrunner, the director, storms on stage in a fit of fury and starts shouting and yelling at his actors and berating the audience and everyone who will listen with curses and repeated assertions that this play is trash. I can't believe I would put this on in my own theater. Getting just incredibly pissed and repeatedly saying, this is such a generic slop. I can't believe it. This has all been done a million times. I can't. I'm spoon feeding my audience the same thing every time we get on this goddamn stage. He gets really into it and the actors are completely flabbergasted. Like they're not expecting this at all. Hey, hold on. Um, we paid money to get in here. And, and he says, that's enough. And the whole time the showrunner is on stage, that actor dressed in yellow, the background character who doesn't say any lines, raises his arm and is pointing at the playwright the whole time, pointing as he stalks the stage, ranting and raving. The finger follows and no one else seems to notice he's there. Not the playwright, not the actors, not even the audience, it seems. Do you react to this in any way, Dorian? I think Dorian's eyes are kind of transfixed on the figure, almost as if he were trying to remember something. I don't know if anybody else in the party notices, which... Yeah, the other party members do not see this character. And he just is keeping a firm eye on it, almost as if trying to put something together. And when the figure points over at... The man yelling, he commits the person to memory. Yeah. So the director on stage finishes his rant and tells everyone to go home that he's not going to stage one more second of this derivative hogwash. And he storms off his face red. The rest of the actors, you know, the show must go on. They, uh, they all get together and do an impromptu bow and uh there is both like applause and booing from the crowd and a lot of comments on like wow that was a really weird ending but a lot of the playgoers seem to think that this is somehow part of the performance you hear one person remark that oh yeah it's typical of this director he always does these like strange like avant-garde new uh themes with his plays and this one is probably about like oh the struggles of being a playwright and like trying to put on plays in such a derivative liter literary landscape uh and how the wealthy only want to see like the same trash over and over but i'm not sure the party buys it you know it was pretty clear by the, like the looks on the actors faces that what happened was unplanned and Despite everything, funny enough, a lot of the playgoers seem to go home satisfied enough. How the party feels is up to them. But Dorian, you're left feeling like you were being told something or warned of something. Like there was a message being sent and it is up to you how to interpret it. I and can't the, believe uh, they just ended it like that. That's so bullshit. dark abandoned building from what the camera can see it looks like a factory 
that's been long forgotten. It's all rusted metal and oil stains and grease. And we stand looking at a dark figure cloaked in a robe that sparkles like a starry night sky. And their hood is up and they are standing over a well. A pool of water, scummy water, in a basin in this abandoned factory. And they hold out their hand and they draw a knife of strange design with a wavy snake-like blade and they prick their finger and squeeze a drop of blood into the well and they say the king is dead long live the king the king is dead long live the king long may he reign in fields of ash and bone and the water ripples and the figure says show me the boy where is he The water ripples again, and it shows a storm gathering. And he says, show me, where is he? And he like slams the side of the basin, the water ripples, and it just shows like sleeting rain and lightning crashing. And the picture is impossible to make out. There's just rain and pounding and the rumble of thunder shakes the building. And he slams the basin and he says, where is it? Work, damn it. And finally, like, something splashes in the water, and it ripples, and it clears, and there's nothing there. And he curses and says, God, by the gods. He lowers his head, defeated, and then you hear, like, a banging near the entrance, and he looks up, shocked, and he turns and shakes his head and, like, Make sure the hood is up on his robe, tightens it around himself, and starts stalking out. And he walks out, opens the door, and he's on the streets of Port City. It's bustling. You can see people going this way and that. The, there are a few town guards. He's, like, using his cloak to kind of hide his identity. Starry, scintillating night sky pattern, moving, seeming to move as he walks. Uh, and he bumps into someone and they say, Ah, Father, Father, could you give him in and, and bless us on this fine day? And he looks down at them and looks around briefly and says, oh, of, of course, of course, my dear. Uh, may you be blessed by the celestial in the heavens above, and the stars may shine on you forever as the Maker wills it. And, and they say, Ah, oh, praise the Maker. And they like, kind of like pat, pat his robe. Uh, and he keeps like looking over his shoulder and says, good, good day to you, make her bless you. And he starts moving again. He keeps looking over his shoulder and then the music goes down an octave and hits like a, a, a heavy minor key as behind him suddenly he looks behind him for like the fourth time and where there wasn't before, there is now a warden standing in the midst of the crowd. We only get a glimpse, like, the warden just kind of, like, appears behind the, the, the priest. He mutters, oh my god, oh, it's the, it's the warden with the golden gun, he's finally found me, oh, oh, what do I do? And he starts, like, walking fast, and the camera's, like, stuck to his head. Uh, we just see his face as he, like, starts going into panic as he's walking and, like, brushing into people, and he looks behind him again, and we see the warden, and he's just moved, like, a hundred feet closer and is just standing like slowly advancing his like long arms pushing aside people the priest goes oh, oh what do i do what do i do oh, oh, they, they 
say you can kill a new man in a single shot. And he he's like murmuring to himself. He starts like he bursts into a crowd. He pushes aside some people and they say, "Oh, Father, what are you doing?" And he says, "Move, move! It's the official business of the Church of the Maker." And he starts breaking into a sprint through the uh, through the street. As he's going, we can hear his like panicked breathing. And every time we get a shot behind him, we see the warden moving through the streets. We cannot see their waist, but there's undoubtedly a large revolver at their hip, and their tall and leaning forward frame is shadowing the people as they walk by. And of course, people are all making way for him. The priest finally reaches a large building that says Port City Docks Boathouse, pushes in to the door, looks around, and he just sees, like, one person sitting at a desk, and they look up, and they take off a pair of spectacles and say, May I help you? Are you looking for a, uh, a ship of some kind? And he says, Yes, yes, I need to get on, on a ship and leave at, as soon as possible. Official business of the Church of the Maker. And the man sets his glasses down, and he says, What's got you in such a rush, Father? Please. And the man turns around, and as he does so, the door bursts open and the warden is silhouetted in the light of the day as he walks in slowly to the room. The priest is shaking in, in fear and he staggers backward a few steps and the warden, we notice, is this tall, kind of lanky figure and as they look up, we can see his eyes steely gray beneath his scarf and we notice, no, he does not have a pistol on his hip and his kind of thin, slightly wrinkled human hands pull off their brown leather gloves, and we notice on his back is slung a large lever-action rifle and what appears to be an executioner's sword. And he pulls down his scarf and he says, Yes, I would also like to take the nearest boat out of here. Uh, are there any ships leaving towards Halcyon in the frontier? Official warden business, I am Warden Holt. And he puts down a badge on the counter. And the man at, behind the counter says, Oh, right, right away, sir, a warden, of, of course. Well, a warden and a priest walk into my boathouse on the same, in the same hour. What an auspicious occasion. And he starts scribbling things down. And the warden looks over to the priest, who's still shuddering, and he's like, What has you in such a tizzy, father? Is everything all right? And the, the man, like, pulls down his, uh, pulls down his hood and is kind of still hyperventilating. He turns away and he's like, I'm, I'm quite all right. I'm sorry. I just had to rush to the boathouse of the official business of the Church of the Maker, of course. And the warden Holt says, of course, I would never presume to know what the church has in store. Are, are you also headed to the frontier, sir? And he turns and looks and he says, uh, as... As a, as a matter of fact, I am, Mr. Warden. And Holt says, Well, you know I get priority for choice of boats. Would you like to join me, perhaps? And the priest looks like he's about to have a heart attack, and then we cut. One week earlier, you hear the sound of a train as it glides over the tracks, and the camera pans up to see a woman who is asleep in a seat kind of leaning against her hand. Light flickers over her face as the windows show a passing countryside. And we flash briefly into her dreams and we see eyes watching her. And then she gasps and wakes up 
looks around and immediately next to her is another woman in a beautiful yellow dress and she turns and looks at the woman we were just watching and she sees the woman and like screams briefly and staggers backward and pins herself against the seat and then takes a few deep breaths and says i'm sorry i'm sorry must must have been a nightmare and she looks out the window and you hear the conductor come in and say last station port city we arrive in five minutes and you can see the like over a hill the sights of port city in the distance and she takes a deep breath and sighs and says almost there almost there can finally get into a fight our punch rambler <laughs> can i can i have joe making like breath like lucinia noises just as far as you walk in and the narrator's inexplicably chewing on something 